0: Hi, everybody is Chugman the Mooney episode fifteen. We're recording a little late tonight, so uh, we're feeling it right now. Uh, We just got a Yankee win. We're feeling it right now, right, Chug?
1: Yeah, buddy, Clint Frazier, and the Kraken has been released.
0: There you go. Um, Yes, we got you know like that's always good to watch and stuff. Then the other thing is going on that we've been following. uh, Of course, the big news, big news is the uh, Democrat. Uh, Democratic uh, nomination with the uh, uh, Biden just announced that uh, Kamala Harris is his running mate now. That's a big deal. Yeah. You know. So we're gonna get into that too. Uh, drop
1: that bomb on us in the middle of the week.
0: Yeah. So like uh, a couple days ago, I was like, "What the hell are we gonna talk about this week?" And then I was like, "All right." But it was expected. I'm gonna jump into it eventually. We're gonna t- when we talk about it, when we're, well, I'll talk about it, but. I knew this. Was, I I knew she was going to be the uh, nominee, though. Uh You know, it's just that it's been such a weird year where, like, usually we see like every week there would be like a different. Yeah, that's um, an
1: understatement. It has been a weird year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But so like, basically, this would have been in March. You know, they would have probably announced that in March. It was a normal year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not Yeah. Um, everyone's on the everyone's on the stoop singing uh, "WAP." <laughs> A little
1: doo a little doo wop. It's just you know, um, not doo wop,
0: and, and I'm like, uh, I'm a little upset because, uh, um, I'm not saying that, uh, they, you know, that phrase. I just realized what the phrase meant, and I was like, but I used to say that all the time in the heat of passion. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's like, I first saw it, and I, because they, like, they, um, they were like. Putting out tweets and Instagram posts, and it just said WAP, but it was done in the style of like Baps, if you remember that movie from the 90s with Halle uh,
0: Berry. <laughs> so that, like, yeah, that's the epitome of late 90s. Like, all right, it's Friday, and your dad's like, come on, pick a movie, pick a pick a movie, pick a movie. And it's either, uh, it's the, uh, what's that holding it? That movie with uh, David Spade and uh, Marlon Williams. Yeah. Uh,
2: Senseless. Yeah, Bap- Senseless. Senseless and yeah, Babs yeah, yeah.
0: and <laughs> shit. That- yeah, but uh yeah, but Babs is a great movie too. But um yeah, you know, I actually you know I finally listened to that song and I'm like, what's the big deal? It's like it's not that big of a deal, but whatever. To some people, um,
1: to some people.
0: Yeah, I know, and uh one person in particular that's uh on the right right side of the uh Mr. Ben Shapiro made a whole thing about it, and he's uh, you know, if you know who he is.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go He's, in uh, on him. So stay tuned. Yeah,
0: we're gonna get on that. Uh, but also we're gonna talk about um. So there's a uh, of course now especially now, mm-hmm. um. There's no like, um, like fiction or not fiction, but like there's no uh, everything is like docu's now. Um. So, you y- you don't expect it thing to pop up and then out of nowhere like on Netflix and on Friday. Like, wow, there's new documentaries out there now. Check it yeah. out. Yeah. So. Um, showed, uh like always hooked me up with another uh, couple of documentaries uh and they're on the HBO uh streaming service now and uh one is about uh 30 years ago there was a situation in New York um basically um it's called uh, Storm Over Brooklyn it's by Yusuf uh Hawkins right yeah yeah, yourself, yeah. So, uh, when he mentioned it to me and I, I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And I go, I had no idea about this. And I like, go, well, you know what? Actually I did. i I totally remember this. Cause, and it also came up again two months ago. And then before that, I heard about it, uh, from another like, documentary type thing. And it basically reminded me of like the late eighties, early nineties, New York city. Um, a lot of things happened. Um, that it's not really talked about a lot and then when i was watching i was like oh shit yeah yeah, i remember this now because um we're gonna get we're gonna hop into that too uh but had a lot to do with um things that are happening now with neighborhood um like cultural differences and like race things some are organic some aren't and we're gonna get into that too so that's the other
1: one. And then another uh, documentary on the same thing on HBO. Um, Actually, this uh, one is like a HBO Max exclusive. So if you got HBO Max, you could check it out. Well, if you had um, HBO, you get HBO Max now because you could use the HBO login to get HBO Max, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so I didn't even know that. Um, Show told me that like the the platform expired like a week ago, so I haven't even been on HBO. They and consolidated as the as the the which corporate speak
1: is they they decided to streamline it into one thing now,
0: which is great because guess what I went on, the, more more really content good. more content. Last, last night some until this morning. Now you have everything. I, if you have an HBO account, you have the Mac The whole Max thing is uh. The thing I thought that I needed to buy. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, I watch mm-hmm. friends, you know, you watch all the fun stuff, and then you get all, re- then you get serious. I watched, that's, uh... HBO is very famous for um, documentaries. Uh, Some of the best documentaries I've ever seen yeah. are HBO you know, made going back to the 90s.
1: Because, yeah, remember um, that one, the four little girls, the Birmingham yeah. bombing like I, that was like nineteen ninety eight. I remember watching that as a kid
0: well they had they also had um Paradise Lost which is like a three-part documentary it's like if you watch all together I think it's like 15 hours it's about the uh, four kids who were uh into metal music in the 90s
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh they were in West Memphis Arkansas and like Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson were popular. Like it was like mid nineties, and uh, spoiler alert, it wasn't them. You know, so like Eddie, uh, not Eddie Van Allen. I don't know Eddie Vedder got him out of jail, and oh, it was because no. of HBO. Checked it out. It was yeah. It's it's pretty much. It's kind of like the southern version of um, the uh, uh, Central Park Four. What was it? Central uh, Park 4? Five, five. No exonerated five. five, yeah. No offense, like I don't know, no disrespect, but yeah. So it's basically like uh, miss the media, you know. So basically, yeah, HBO always does a great job of distributing documentaries that are uh, important, not just like popcorn or um, just like something to watch. Yeah. So we're, we have other things too. We're gonna talk about uh, oh, right yeah,
1: now. Well, you, you, we we did like a whole um like background of like hbo documentaries without talking about the documentary we're gonna talk about so yeah it's called on the record and it's about russell simmons and his um alleged gotta add that in alleged pattern of um sexual harassment um while he was working at Def jam and in different places with different women but it um focuses on one woman in particular um drew dixon um so we're gonna talk about that um oh and if you guys are wondering joel's not here he was unavailable for this part but he will be on later on in the show so stay tuned for that and he's gonna discuss um on the record and wap with us um but yeah, so we're gonna talk about Kamala. We're gonna talk about Yusuf Hawkins. We're gonna talk about WAP. We're gonna talk about on the record. Um, but before we get into it, I just want to give a couple shout out to people who've been um, supportive of the show. So I want to support them. Uh, we're gonna include links to their stuff in the um in the description on the YouTube channel, and um you guys could just listen out for their um social media information here while you're listening if you are listening to the podcast. So first person, um Darnell, as you know from the show, a guest and a friend of mine. Um he has a smoothie business. Um it's called Healthy Soul. If you want to hit him up, check it out. It's um his Instagram is healthy soul by. Just all one word altogether. Another person, Quan Vision um, he also has a podcast, um, but his is more on the YouTube. On YouTube, um, he has a YouTube channel, so if you guys want to check that out, we're gonna drop the link on there. So on Instagram, you can uh, check him out. Quanvision Vision is Quan underscore Vision underscore E S T dot twenty. And another person that shows a lot of love on Twitter. I don't know him personally, but we do interact a lot on Twitter. We, you know, as you know, I don't like LeBron James. So, you know, every time I say something about it, he gets at me. So uh, shout out to my man, Tay, at Tay Spencer Tonsi. Um, Check him out. He also has a YouTube show um, spelled out the same way. T A E S P. E N C E R T A N Z I and that's on YouTube. Alright. And now for our show, episode 15. We're in here. This is our 15th episode. Um, if this was an hour, if if all our shows were an hour, we're at the 15 minutes minutes mark. We're a quarter past uh Shook me the Mooney.
0: Shook me. Show I've never I've yet to do a Tom Cruise impression. By the way, you got everyone knows the the reference. We gotta right? do a skit. We gotta we do a not, skit. <laughs> we have skits in mind and stuff, but hey, life gets in the way of what you're trying to do. But we should do. The, we need to do the Tom Cruise because obviously I don't think I don't think some people realize that's it's a showing the money reference. Yeah, we I
1: don't think so. we gotta do it. Like you just gotta be like, chilling in, like, your, your, your office here, and then I'm going to just be in the kitchen with my shirt off with, like, a ball cap, and, and I'll you on air the air phone, air. shug me the Mooney, shug me the Mooney. That would be just the, the intro from here on out.
0: And then, uh, and then we have a good night, and then everything goes well, and then I find myself in a weird mansion.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how usually my nights went. All right, so here we go, guys. We're gonna talk about episode fifteen. Here we go.
1: yeah, so the middle of this past week, um joseph R. Biden, former Vice President of the United States, decided to choose who would be his running mate in his um presumptive uh Democratic party nomination, and he decided to choose. Um, Kamala Harris, who also at the beginning of the whole process also was running for president of, president of the United States. Um, and it's, um, you know, for me personally, it's, um, I don't like it. I don't hate it, but I don't mind it. Um, you know, she's, she's a woman that works hard, um, you know, she's done a lot as a prosecutor in California, which is one of the reasons I'm not too much of a big fan of hers. But, you know, she talks the right talk and, you know, if you've seen her in these, um, in those, um, you know, Senate judiciary hearings and stuff like that, like, she, she really goes in and it's just like, you know, if I committed a crime in California, I'd be you know, pissing my pants if that was who was prosecuting me. You know, just going off of those hearings. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't like it, but you know, I don't mind it. You know, I, I, you know, in the beginning of this whole thing, I think when me and Mike were talking, when me and Mike were working with each other, um, it actually came across on my phone like a couple years ago, like who would be the you know, like the odds of who would be the president of the United States in 2020. And, you know, Trump was number one because it was like two years into his thing. And, you know, I think I told Mike, I was like, guess who's number two? You won't guess. You won't believe it. It's like Biden, Elizabeth Warren, this person, that person. I was like, nah, like the second most... The, the the second highest odds for the presidency is Kamala Harris and I, it shocked me you know and then you know I got into you know looking into her um record and stuff like that and I didn't really care for the the stuff I saw but you know I think with these president you know with the, these um elections and stuff like that you know not everybody's going to be perfect and I think like republicans in their heart of hearts, they know Donald Trump is extremely far from perfect. But, you know, they they felt that, like, to round up everybody, he was, like, the best guy, and it worked for them. So why won't it work for us?
0: Right. So um, I would say the same thing. Uh, pre-show, behind the curtain, I said, uh, I think in March, I was like, it's Kamala Harris and Biden. That's very political, and I was told him. He's like bullshit. It's gonna be, it's gonna be Bernie. He's just like, just like you know, saying all this stuff. I'm like, no, there's no way. Um, I have my own ideas where I didn't want Bernie to be like the presidential. I need someone who who can appeal to whatever, like most of the country.
1: Right.
0: Like Camille Harris. Um, she's authority. Um, I think she's pretty much like a. She's like a Hillary. Like in the vice president, whatever, because Hillary had a lot of like you know CIA stuff and state State Department and everything, very authority, very, you know, not not the typical. Uh, obviously, now in twenty twenty, like, um, they're looking for a medium, like a happy medium. Uh, I think people are going to highlight her background over, um. Like what she's what she's done and everything, uh, basically, I think it's going to be it's status quo. I if you guys watch my show, if you watch our show, um, I always say status quo. Um, the you know the centrics are always going to talk about keeping things, bringing things back to the middle, um, and I guess. You know at this point, I guess fine but anything besides trump, sure, let's do it because you have people that are like extreme left and I'm not extreme left uh of course i i I appealed and know I respect everyone's opinion and stuff. I think things need just to get back to the, a little uh, centric um and then you have compromise and stuff, but in this era. Uh, in 2020, things are so extreme where you you can't have a conversation with anyone on the left or right. Mm-hmm. So I think Kamala Harris uh, is, is going to appeal to um, a lot of a lot of the sides. They're going to appeal, you know, they're going to appeal to the left and then the right because she's uh, authority. She's a DA, so they're like, all right, well, she put a lot of people in jail, all right, and then also in California, and then. Um, you have know, the left, were like, oh well, it's progressive because I mean, she's a woman and everything. She's a woman of color and everything. And then also in the center, you'll have them saying, well, you know, things will maybe come down and we'll have something, you know, but so we can whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think that's uh, well, what's 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 what else could happen? Like, what could happen? Like, we're. Um, You can't go any more crazier than a fucking reality star, uh, you know, fucking, you know. Yeah, they're going to wait middle boxes and what have you. You got to steer things back to, you know, steer things back to um, actual politicians. Normalcy, yeah, more. Yeah, I know, but like, of course, and then maybe one day we'll have it where things actually do change, like, for the positive, you know, get things... Donald Trump was atomic bomb diaper shit. You know, it just like destroyed everything. Like, but also, he was a distraction because he was like working on like economic stuff. um, But just destroyed everything. um, And now the economy is
1: in uh, now the economy is in the shitter. So he don't he doesn't even have that to back him up because he handled you know COVID horribly, as horrifically as a person could. But you know the thing with Kamala, you know when she, um, was selected and accepted the the um, you know the position of being his running mate and his possible VP, um, you know like I say, people like me, I I didn't really care for her because I just was like she was the feds because you know she went on um, the Breakfast Club, you know, which is like you know the 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 black you know, good morning to Black America. Black,
0: uh, Howard Stern? I don't
1: know. Yeah, it's, like, the most famous, like, Black show. It's, like, the platform you have to go on if you want to speak to Black America. And, you know, right, they asked herself, and, of course, like, the same way Hillary did the whole, like, hot sauce in her, um, pocketbook thing, you know, Ka- Kamala did the same thing, where she, um... She talked about, you know, yeah, she smoked weed in college. And, you know, I think char I didn't watch the interview, but I think like pressed on and it was just like, yeah, but you like put people in jail for, like, you know, selling or smoking weed, small amounts, large amounts, whatever. And, you know, right. she-, she had to defend herself on that. So it was just like, all right, like, you were a prosecutor. So, you know, you were in a position where you could have basically changed the system because you actually, you know, a lot of people talk about weed that never smoked it or never, like, did it before. So as a person that went on to have a successful career, like, that, you know, I mean, even if she smoked weed one time, you know, a lot of people make it out to seem like, you know, it's something that's a detriment to society and makes you, like, some kind of, like, miscreant. And, you know, she's going on to possibly be vice president, maybe even future president of the United States before we know it. So that's one thing. Um, But when she became the nominee, you know, Trump has basically radicalized all the racists. His base has truly been very sexist. He could call, I think actually he called her herself nasty
0: the other day. Um, that's a call back to uh remember it was a, it was off the cuff. I mean, I'm not saying it's like I hate everything he says, but it was a fucking it was poetry during the Trump versus uh, Hillary thing. He goes he looks at her for a second and he goes, She's a nasty woman and that became a whole goddamn industry. She's a nasty woman. It was Trump saying it to Hillary. Nasty woman. Yeah, yeah but he says- then, now. Then he said the Biden, uh, he's a nasty man. Yeah, but, he, he, but the point on the point I
1: wanted to make was that like he's very misogynist and he influences a misogynist base. He said, ter- "He said awful things to Hillary, like you just said. He just said that to Kamala. He said what he said to Megyn Kelly, um, numerous women, and a lot of them being of of color, and just the other day he said um something about Amber Amber Ocasio, um Cortez. Oh, I, I yeah. just I just call it AOC, so I forget I'm sorry. AOC or ACO? AOC.
0: AOC. Sorry. AOC. My, my there are my brothers uh Alexander,
1: Alexandra Alexandra A-C-O. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I said Amber because I knew a chicken middle school name Amber Ocasio. Please don't sue me for saying a name. I I confused it with somebody else. <laughs>
0: But she's not a na- she's not a national uh, whatever. So, sorry. Yeah, my brother is
1: voted. Anyways, AOC he said about her that like she's a beauty, but she doesn't know what she's doing. And I tweeted, and I gotta like send you my tweets when I like say these things. I was like, dog, he's like the, um, he's like a misogynist Bowser, you know, Bowser from Super Mario Brothers. King Koopa. Yeah, like, he's, like, disgusting. So, you know, there's that, and it's, like, you got to rally behind her because, you know, like, the sexist people and then the racist people are going to be on her ass. And lo and behold, like, black people themselves are, like, on her ass, too, because they're, like, oh, like, she's not black. She says she's Indian. And, of course, Michael, you know me, being a person of the same, um, um,
0: the, biracial Indian
1: descent as... Yeah, of the same uh, Makeup, you know, black father Indian mother, you know, I took offense at to that because, you know I think with a lot of famous Biracial people, there are Very few people that Walk the line Of, you know, not Swaying too, you know, I mean Not 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 to say not swaying from one side to the other But at least, you know If you're Indian Black like you could you know You celebrate both heritages You know It's it's very hard to do And there's a lot I won't name who But there's a lot of famous people that are biracial I feel like They tend to appeal to one side Rather than the other and like To me Kamala Harris to her Credit as all of the misgivings I have about her The one thing I do admire about her is that She does walk that line very well like she does um show her indian heritage and also shows her american i mean her african-american heritage and the other thing that people are talking about is like oh like she's not even african-american she's not descendant of slavery because her father was jamaican and it's like how the hell do you think black people got to jamaica
0: yeah basically like of course uh it's it was the same thing in 2016, but it wasn't taken as seriously uh, with like the candidates. Um, mm-hmm. It was used as like a ratings thing because even four years ago that was a that was a thing on like CNN and uh, the other two networks. Uh, they 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 used Trump as like a ratings ploy. And even back then, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you putting this guy on In 2015, I was like, why are you putting this guy on the fucking platform? So now, I think they are putting uh, more of an emphasis on that this is it's nothing about ratings. It's more about, like, this is do or die. Like, they're, they're like, that's an, the mess of ratings in themselves. And then on the flip side, that creates Anger and frustration, hate on, on the other side, and uh, there's a whole there's a whole like list of things I can bring up about uh, uh Harris, and just uh, talk about her like why she isn't um, capable and everything, and it makes no sense. Basically, what um what I have noticed is that it's gotten so detailed. There's so much time in a day. There, there's, there's so much time in a day, like, uh, to like, look up things and, um, you know, it's like, I remember back in the day when I, I was the first time I voted was Obama, and um, in 2008, no one gave a shit about most stuff, and then that's what started creeping in with like Palin and stuff, and like, what, what's your background and stuff. I think before that, like the vice president wasn't really that much of a a big
2: deal
0: you know mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. Dick Finney, and then he actually
1: was president but you know but yeah, yeah you get what i'm saying yeah he was shady as hell but like my thing with like kamala Harris and the whole like race thing um before I, I end that off my thing is it's like literally every single vice president in the history of the country has been a white guy so why should it matter if she's indian if she identifies as indian or black, she's either or, and she's a woman, so she's about to to to, to change that. And it's just like insane in that for like a country as diverse as this one, it's like you've only like white men, like two white men, have been the face of the country, like every year but one, or every term but one.
0: All right, so why is they went they went so deep into her background they're like oh but she's she's half this indian and then they, they then they had this whole list of like what this like cultural indian you know like like you know what i mean yeah like, and
1: they, it was it was like, like she's not yeah, african-american because she's jamaican and it's like yeah, how, but, how, do, how do you think else,
0: africans got to jamaica well when else would they like bring like this region in this region up like now they bring it up this whole like they had a whole goddamn uh uh Portfolio about this. It's mm-hmm. like you never you never cared about this before. Now you care about it because you want to shit on it for some reason. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know because she's a Jamaican and. Um, uh, I mean, just to like put light on it, it's just that some for
1: some black people, it's like not good enough to just be like black. You got to be like this kind of black. Like, for instance, if Obama was married. Not married to like Michelle, and he was married to like a non-black woman. Like that would have dissuaded dissu- dissuade a lot of black people. It's fucking dumb, but you know that's how a lot of people are, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, that's why it's so comp. It's so complex that people they, they just do black and white, but it's very complex. Mm-hmm. Um, like Kamala, she's married to like a white
1: guy, and it's like you know yeah. that's like that would literally be the last thing on things like if i had to bring up that like about kamala harris and to me personally i don't give a shit who she's married to like i'm not asking her to like be freaking like the wife of america i'm asking her to be you know the vice president and apparent and and like as a like all biases aside and all my personal feelings aside like she has been A very good politician in the while that she has been a politician. Like, she does her job, and that's all you can ask for.
0: Yeah. I want, I want some, I want stability.
1: Like, if you ask me, who do I prefer to be vice president of the United States? A person that did, that, that supported um, basically restricting gay rights and being discriminatory to gays and funding um gay conversion therapy and a person whose wife doesn't allow him to be alone with another woman like unless mother. she's there and yeah and it's like a whole weird shit.
0: Mother, mother. Yeah. So oh,
1: or do I want, you know, like a federal, you know, former prosecutor and and a senator of, you know, a large state to be my vice president, I, I, I prefer the latter.
0: Borderline, borderline country of its own. California is a country of its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also you could say like, well, they have the, the whole uh, entertainment industry, but it's pretty much like New York too, where like you yeah, have the outskirts where it's like, yeah, but of course it's, that, New, California is an insane state. They have almost a million like, you know, homeless people and everything. I don't know. It's it's hard to like. You can't just blame everyone. You can't just blame her for all the stuff that's happening. So, um, who, who would be your um, who would be who would have been your choices if it was a normal year or, you know, for president? Yeah, the the ticket. What would be your ticket? Uh, as of like, shit. Me and you were back at our old job, and we're bullshitting. What was it again? Like in like january like what would be your
1: like choice you know i was a fan of elizabeth warren that would have been my um presidential nominee and then my vice president mm, i don't really know maybe like i guess in that situation it would have probably been kamala i think you you um kamala i think you would have had to like have that ying to that yang I think that's where like Biden kind of works out with with her because it's like, all right, you you can't be you know, you, you you want like a law and order president, like you have a federal prosecutor and then you have like a former senator who's from like you know uh, um he's from um like steel town like Pennsylvania and like from like the, the rustic parts of America. So he speaks to that. Type and then Kamala speaks to like us, you know, people from urban areas and you know, diverse areas.
0: Oh, that's great, actually. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I always expected her, I didn't know that much about her back then. I did, but I didn't. Um, for me personally, um, I want I guess I'm assuming where it's the way it's going right now is what I assumed and what I. Preferred to happen because uh, you can't go too left, you can't do co- too crazy progressive and stuff. I want a ratification of the way uh, the government works because I want you know, you have the cabinet and stuff, but I want like Bernie Sanders. Does not, I did not want him to be president at all, I did not want him to be president, but I want him involved in like the government. I don't want him like making like twitter videos now tiktok he's making tiktok fucking videos now no just parliament have like a weird parliament type thing you know just have like a an area where they can all talk and like discuss stuff and don't make the whole president thing like such like like a fucking king that's the whole point we didn't want we that's the whole point with trump we didn't want we didn't want this you know yeah. no, we're getting it you so mean,
1: like if you took like fifth grade like social studies like how 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 the government is operating now is just really not how it, it was supposed it was meant to be. But then again, you put in a person put in a person like him, like of course, like he'd exploit the rules and not really know the rules. And then he has a lot of enablers within like the conservatives and the Republicans that basically allow him to do things that, you know, the forefathers of the country really wanted. To be prevented, like you know, the shit that he's doing currently with like the mail, you know, so that like people can't you know mail in their ballot, which is something that you know a lot of people are gonna have to do. And the crazy part about it is, it's like a lot of his voters are gonna be like of like the, you know. Over 65 and, you know, the guys, the the people that can't really, like, go out to vote. So, it's like, if you want to shut down. What?
3: Florida, right? Florida.
1: I'm just talking about, I'm talking about in general. There's a lot of old people, like, his demographic among, his demographics amongst young people or the people that they think could go out and... You know, vote like me personally. If it came down to it, and I had like I have to in in this in this pandemic, go out and vote. I'm I'm gonna fucking do it because I I can't sit here and have this dude like go on for four years. Um, you know, I'm very much against him and a lot of the bullshit he's done over the past three and a half years. But to me, with this pandemic and how he's handled it and how he's like politicized it. Like, think about this for a second, Dr. fauci this is a person he's the nation's leading epidemiologist like this is literally like what he has worked his whole life for. I mean, not to say like he was waiting for something like this to happen, but he spent his life in case something like this happens, and now it's turned into like you know, his whole career is being politicized, because a lot of people on the right are, you know, they think he's a phony, and he's, like, you know, just, like, hunting fame and stuff like that, and it became a thing. You know, we talk about it before when, you know, Trump saw him throw out the first pitch on opening day with the Nationals and Yankees, and then Trump decides, like, oh, I'm throwing out the first pitch at a Yankee game, and it's just silly. It's stupid. So, I can't stand by and and do it, but you know, I'll go out and vote I, if I have to. I, I, I'll do it. But he's hurting himself if he's gonna say like, "All right, you can't mail in your ballot. You can't do um uh absentee ballot or whatever. Everybody's gonna have to do absentee ballot." I just did in the primary.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, I was. I'm. Um, I, I. don't think. Um, I wasn't still allowed to vote for a primary. I, I left the the party. Um. Oh. 2012, I left. Uh, I don't like the whole bombing. Uh, no, but Trump makes a word up. He, he'd be like, uh, hey, "Shug, Shug. Uh, he's Shuggy. He's Shuggy." <laughs> he just makes some shit up, and people just like remember it now. Like he doesn't do anything. Like he's like, "Okay, he just he makes up words." And that Dr. Falsey, for some reason, I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's the guy who like yeah, yeah I get him," based on complete propaganda. is There's not the words you can... It's propaganda. You know, on Twitter. Yeah. Like, there's something else. I don't get it. Like, either... This is what I'm, I've been saying for four years. I've been saying since 2015. Either you're this or you're that. You ain't gonna go this way. You ain't gonna go that way. And the ones in the middle, you're probably gonna lean towards the, this area over here with me over here. Like, seriously, like... Like how do you like? It makes me sick, you know. If you watch too long, uh, that's why I stopped watching cable news like uh, a year ago. You're insane. It's like how do you watch this and know what's going on and then still? Oh yeah, but this and oh yeah, but this and then I realized that I go oh yeah, they always felt like this. They always thought like this. There are pieces. Fuck them. It's it's it sucks because you have to like because everyone has stuff on their you know their family and stuff you just have to I don't know it's too it's it's bizarre but I've been I've been seeing for 20 years and I just noticed you know I've been noticing it for 20 years and um Facebook just makes it more apparent people that you know and you watch and you grew up with and they just Oh, this is weird shit. a lot of stuff a lot of stuff is impulse stuff, and I don't blame that like on Twitter if I like write something and it's like oh maybe a mistake or whatever whatever but no um you know I've seen things like i've you know just they just believe their own i the word I keep using is status quo they they're afraid of the status quo changing and um I don't know they people forget their roots. That they they grew up in certain situations that um, other people of other backgrounds also had, and I know personally that they completely forgot about it and they just think that never happened. And you know it sucks that it's all about race and stuff and it sucks. I don't want to be a downer, but yes, Shug.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Other thing too is like Joe Biden as well. He's not without his um. With all his flaws, also like the other, last night I watched um confirmation, another HBO
0: movie, um. The the kiss thing, you know, he's like a pedophile. He's like the whole like sexual offender thing, right? Is that what it's about?
1: No, um, this was about um Clarence Thomas um and Anita oh, Hill yeah. and his his handling of um that because he was, like, the chairman of, you know, that that committee. And, you know, they basically hung, like, Anita Hill out to dry, and it was just, like, a big mishandling and, and
0: you know, know. He yelled at her, and he put his finger at her. And it was, like, he, like, did this whole thing to her and stuff. Yeah. Mm,
1: yeah, you gotta kind of watch it to to see what it's about. Um But I watched it last night, and I was just, like, wow. Like, Joe Biden, like, fucked this up, but, you know. Well,
0: then he also has the, he plagiarized a uh, speech when he was uh, running for vice president in 88, or 87 to 88, right? No, 88. He also, like, uh, you know, he plagiarized something, and then they were, like, using that in 2008 about him and stuff. It's, all right, so basically it's, like, the, uh, you know, um, status quo Again status quo for the Democratic Party for the last forty years mm-hmm. I mean it's like the same thing. nothing changes you, yeah, you know so... maybe maybe uh, Harris is like the big change, not really she's pretty much the same she's Hillary Clinton pretty much also with like the whole uh uh authority thing and everything so I don't know I'm lost maybe it's not my uh my fight sometimes.
1: Yeah, oh, no, these these people aren't perfect, but at the end of the day, one of them has to be president, and you know, oh, I know. Better than Trump. We we've seen how the last four years went, and like I said, he's with his flaws. Like Trump, basically, um, bankrupted his business like three times over, and people thought like he would make the company, he, he would make the country better, you know. So shame on them. He's a snake oil man. Common, mm-hmm. he's a common. You know what's interesting sure about that um, that that movie I watched last night, Confirmation. They showed clips of like Marsh Marshall because it was his um, it was his seat that was up for um, that was you know up for Clarence Thomas to take, and he was nominated by Bush, the first Bush. H-W. Um, yeah and he basically said you know like whoever replaced them like they shouldn't be compelled to put a black person in because you know until that point like Durga Marshall was like the only black member
0: yeah and there's like one woman too at that point uh, yeah he was the only black
1: um uh supreme court justice and he basically said you know you shouldn't have feel compelled to pick a black person because growing up like his father used to tell him, you know, the different you do you know the difference between a white snake and a black snake? And he said, no. It's like they both bite. So it don't matter. So you just gotta make sure you pick the right one. So you know, it was a cool movie. So I I, I just thought it was very relevant. And the, the the crazy part about that movie too is like a lot of the same players
0: and yeah, our movie that.
1: are the same players today and it's like this is a movie when me me and mike were like kids you know i mean not even kids we were like
0: toddlers
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's not mm-hmm. the same people that, um, that are in government today exactly like it, that's the whole thing with like what i say about of course i am you know i am always uh, i'm you know biden of course i'm gonna tell you right now obviously a big big announcement but, you know, he's been a part of the whole system for years and stuff. Um, Supreme Court is, you know, life lifelong and stuff. So, uh, that's a great thing. I, I, I thought it was a different documentary you're talking about. So, sorry about that. But, yeah, uh, I'll check that out, too, because um, there's also a thing about Biden being just, like, different but uh yeah but the Supreme Court is a huge a huge thing where people are like complaining about it But well, I'm like well if it's in your favor you love it and then if it's if, then if you're not in favor of it you hate it yeah all right check and balances that's the whole point of an American government why it's been going strong for fucking 30 years you know despite you know whatever you know what I'm saying like
1: yeah. And then there's gonna be um the other thing that's important about this election is um, you know, there's possibly gonna be like multiple seats um up for nomination and confirmation in the next presidency. And we already seen the dog and pony show with Kavanaugh and um what's the other name? Um Gersich.
0: Um sure. Sure. Camille Harris was involved in that, too. Remember, he was, like, crying and stuff, and she was, like, asking asking him questions and stuff. Yeah, she was dragging, dragging so then, the shit out of him. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much, like, her audition tape. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. But talking about other HBO
1: um, documentaries, uh, Yusuf Hawkins.
0: you Yusuf Hawkins, um, it revolves around a incident that occurred in 1989, um, But if you go deeper into, I have a a background in like reading about 80s and early 90s New York City culture and history. Um, And when Chug brought it up to me, I was like, I completely forgot. I was like, "Uh, what are you talking about? And then I remember like, oh yeah, I remember this. Uh, So basically, um, some uh, Yusef Hawkins was murdered and it was pretty much like a modern day lynching pretty much um is that how you would care characterize it should yeah should just um
1: like if you didn't in- include the year and you didn't include the setting you know you'd think it happened in like 1946 in like mississippi and like the bayou or some shit like that
0: yeah and it brings up other things uh that i've read about with like the uh Segregation in New York City, which is a thing that no one really—you say New York City, you think one thing, but uh, at one point they also purposely changed neighborhoods for economic levels and stuff, and also race. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's a that's a deeper dive that we we'll probably get into. But um, yeah, so. In 1990, circa 1990, this is 89, but circa 1990, that was actually the worst year in uh, New York City history of uh, crime. And it's just the way they promoted it as well. Um, it was just a year where it, there was no funding. The actual government, the, the federal government, uh, basically said, New York City, you're on your own. Um, that led to. N- n- that led to basically uh, other things too, that um, it led to Giuliani, which was um, a lot of fascist practice and stuff, but it was on its own. Like, like basically it was like neighborhoods were, the, you know, basically race, like race related. I'm from a neighborhood that's pretty much like one race and stuff. And um, that was like, if you want to look at it from like a far out point, but if you dive deep into it, um there's a lot of things going on with uh the neighborhood in Brooklyn. If you want to talk more about it, sure.
1: Yeah, I mean like I've been in, living in New York for twenty one years now. I moved here in nineteen ninety nine and I lived in in the Bronx for all twenty one years. And I I know well I don't I I've started but times before on the show, I never really go to Brooklyn, cause um, like you know there's no reason for me to go. I only go to Brooklyn for like concerts. Um, my mom's best friend lives there, so every now and again we'd go out there for like a party or something. But like I, you know, I I I've been like I only went to Coney Island I think for the first time in like 2014. So mm-hmm. I don't really go to. Brooklyn, like that, so I didn't really know like the areas like that, such as like Bensonhurst and like East New York, and you know, Park slope. yeah, Park all slope of those. Is a little, a little mix. What was that? Prospect, um,
0: Park Slope is a mix.
1: Oh, wasn't it? It's was Prospect Park, not Prospect Park, it's Prospect yeah. um, Crown Prospect. Or something like that. What is it?
0: Park is one neighborhood, and also like Park Slope is another neighborhood. It's very, uh, it was always been like a little mix. Well, the one I'm talking about in the
1: in the show in in the remind me again
0: in the uh, it was
1: Prospect, um, I think it's Crown Prospect. That's the name of the neighborhood, but that's the the black part. That's where you know, um, but anywho,
0: oh Crown Heights, Crown Heights. There we go. Fahrenheit Heights is very 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 volatile for the, it always been it's always been um black uh you know like African, you know black and umcetic too um had the remnants of other white you know very racial it's, it's it made a goddamn Broadway play out of it man why West side story you know mm. um I'm 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 not even making a joke about it. Yes, it's very like race, you know, it's very
2: racially. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, you know, like as a black person, I know it's like different parts of like this city. Like I know I wouldn't like be in, or like I knew if I went there, like I'd be, you know, you might run into some trouble, like. So, so the things covered in this um documentary, and I actually know um rough, roughly about um, Yusuf Hawkins, um, his story just from you know being on Wikipedia and looking at stuff. As a matter of fact, I think I found it on like a you know American lynchings. But speaking about this documentary specifically, it was just interesting to see like you know, um, just to to give people like the background on it. So Yusuf Hawkins was like the middle child of three brothers um, that um, they grew up in Brooklyn. And I guess they, they all lived in their grandmother's house. And I, you know, it's one of those like multi family homes. So I guess like the grandmother had like one floor the grandparents had one floor, the, the cousins had like another floor, and then Yusuf's family lived on the top floor. So they talked about like his family and stuff like that. And, you know, they grew up around the neighborhood, and he was like a well liked kid in the neighborhood. You know, this is one of them people that, like, when they get killed, you know, the people around them and you hear them talk about him, it's just like, wow, like, he, he would have probably lived like a great life had he gotten a chance and his friends from the neighborhood went to or one of his friends came by um, the house while they were like watching movies and he saw an ad in the paper for a car out in Bensonhurst you know, mind you these are like neighborhoods that are like adjacent to each other so yeah. they hop on the train and it's like, alright, this may be like, you know a few blocks away. So maybe it might be like me going from like my neighborhood here in like Morris Park to like Mike's neighborhood in, um, Long Island, Long. or Joelle's neighborhood down in in like South Bronx. It's not too too far.
0: So yeah, it's, it's very subtle. it's very subtle. It's block to block.
1: It's harmless, and then um, it's a harmless trip, and. I think one of the, the guys, one of his friends said, you know, like, had their, had Yusuf's grandmother known that's where they were going, they would have not been able to leave the house, because she would have told them, like, yo, like, that's, you know, if you go in our neighborhood, you might not come back.
0: Yeah, but that goes back to, like, uh, territorial things. That goes back. That goes back to, like, uh, uh, Irish versus Italian and stuff. You know, it just goes back to that. It's like. It just and that that's how it was, like in neighborhoods. You know. But then also it doesn't have to be that uh just neighborhood to neighborhood. Um you know. I said I said bedside, but I've been beds and hers. Uh no disrespect so neighborhood, those neighborhoods. Um but yeah, especially back then in nineteen ninety. Um yeah, it was like so uh cloistered too, you know. Very yeah. uh, someone like coming in, very like yeah, like it's thirty years ago was not twenty twenty, Brooklyn. Well, it's and, still probably like that in in Brooklyn. It was not like yeah, we saw that. I I mean, saw, it, uh, a month a month ago there was a in the same neighborhood there was a a huge uh, but it was in the guise of promoting um, the police and stuff, but it was. The same characters who were probably there thirty years ago when they were like in their twenties now they're in their fifties and sixties, just spitting venom venom out and just you know, uh, yeah, I'm sure you can look it up uh, the videos.
1: They just had like a little rally like that. They just had a little a little rally like that here. here. Um, you know, while the Black Lives Matter pro—well, it's still going on. The Black Lives Matter protests it's just they're not being televised, obviously, because you know, rioting and stuff like that isn't isn't happening anymore. But it we'll just
0: the Tuesday for Tuesday November, so,
1: they just had um a like a pro police rally in this park, that's like two three minutes from my house, and like. I didn't know about it because obviously I've been home with like, you know, the the COVID stuff not going outside if I really don't need to. And I saw a video and, you know, I saw the video and I recognized the place and I like showed it to like my mom and my stepdad and my sister and her husband. And I was just like, look at this video. Tell me if that part, like, tell me if, if you know where that is. And they all saw it, and I was like, yo, that's, like, right here. But, you know, like I say, that goes to show you what New York really is. And I've I've said this before on the show. Like, when you go to Yankee games and stuff like that, you'll encounter people, or you'd hear conversations that sound very much, like, very racist or bigoted and stuff like that. But that's the town we live in. But, you know, again, to give, like, background on the Yusuf thing, this is what they the the. This is what they say was, the reasoning why, um. They felt threatened by you know Yusuf and the three other friends that he was with. Supposedly it was a girl, um, her name was Gina Feliciano, and she lived above like the candy store that the neighborhood hung, hung out with. This is the Italian neighborhood, in Bensonhurst and i guess like some dude named keith was involved with her wanted her and she told him like she's with like some black guy and like she was having a birthday party and she was going to invite all of these black guys to come Well, this yeah. is what the guy said she keith, she she keith, never keith said that Marano.
0: keith morano was that his name huh keith keith morano was
1: that his name it's like keith morello or something like that no yeah yeah, I know the outcome of her, yeah. And she said, like, well, he said that she said, you know, there would be, she was going to have this party, and I was going to have 30 black dudes, black and Hispanic dudes at her party that, like, if the guy came or him and his friends came, like, you know, these black and Hispanic guys would, like, beat them up. So they mm-hmm. were wrong. Um, they were ready and they had all these baseball bats, and they approached Yusuf with the bat and with the bats and basically cornered them. And then somebody like shot off like two shots. Um, this kid, Farmer, um, and shot Yusuf twice. And you know, he was in the documentary, and he he still like denies like he shot him. But the thing is, mm-hmm. yeah but like the thing the thing to me that like annoyed me is like it took place in nineteen eighty nine like a couple months after the central park jogger case mm. and basically only like two of the guys you know farmer who actually killed him mm. and the supposed ringleader um who only got like eight years yeah you know basically they they put only those two in jail. I think the other guys went to jail on like had like probation or like suspended sentences and stuff like that. Mind you, it was like twenty something dudes with bats. So there was an intent to like assault people. It was a mob.
0: But um Yeah, and it was it was, it it was... one guy got off. He, he he got off and then he had, he actually met up with uh, uh the father of Yusuf right on near one. I remember seeing that when I was younger. Um, I remember seeing that. I think Gate had a special on it in the mid 2000s, too. That's why I, I vaguely remember it now after uh, talking about it. But the uh, the other guy gets off in a year or a year or two. So that's a long time 30 years. Holy shit. Yeah. Well,
1: um, think well about he deserved each of it, maybe even more, because he, he killed a man. But. Um, the,
0: the point, only thirty years,
1: but the only the the point I wanted to make was that it took place only like a couple months after the Central Park Jogger case, and they basically put five young black Hispanic black and Hispanic kids in jail without any kind of like physical evidence, any kind of like eyewitness evidence. Um, obviously in two thousand two. They found out, like, or they realized it was the wrong dude. And always, the, the the thing that always like disturbed me about that is like the actual rapist, um, whose name escapes me now. But the actual rapist, six months after he raped um the Central Park jogger, he raped and murdered like a woman who was like six months pregnant or something like that. So basically it's like my my point is it's like if they went after if instead of trying to find a the guy like a guy and they actually tried to find the guy, they could have like saved out you know that woman probably wouldn't have been murdered her child would have been murdered, and you know the point the the parallel I wanted to make with like the central park five or the central park jogger case. And then this case with Yusuf is like, you know, they basically just need, they they wanted to get like the murderer or the guy that shot, but you know, you should have rounded up all of them. All of them deserve to get or you know, accomplices to murder and they should have been um, served as just, but it just shows you like the, you know, yeah. the, the flawed legal system that we're in that's, you know, slant slanted um very um
0: that's prosecution
1: very unfairly towards blacks and minor- other minorities and it's it's it sometimes
0: favors, you know, white people.
1: I think it's also sometimes
0: they favor white people, excuse me. I think also they just wanna close the case. They wanna close the book. And the easiest thing they can do is just close it down. You know, prosecution is all about just it doesn't matter if it's true or false. Mm-hmm
1: down we get like a, you know. yeah, and get yeah. Yeah, that's crazy as hell because even when, even when you talk, they talk to like, um, well, I think the one detective he just passed away. Like, um, I hope he's enjoying hell. I hope it's, you know, he has a quite a, a, a adequate facilities down in hell where he's out. But the, the one detective, um, just recently died. I forgot what his name is. Um, but he he even said it because they did a special on on 2020 a couple months back, um, okay. where he was like, oh well, even if they didn't like, well he he didn't he he said in not such plain words, even if they didn't rape her, they were in that park not you know doing no good, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, they, they even if they were doing no good, they weren't raping someone. They wasn't. They weren't raping a woman and beating her within an inch of, inches of her life.
0: Yeah, and it's like word for word like what they said about the Central Park Five. You know, they go, they were there. They did something else, and of course, like they charged. They said, "Oh, they took someone's purse," and bullshit like that.
1: Yeah, and even in the Youssef thing, when they're talking about like the white, when they're talking about these white assailants. The one detective was just like oh it wasn't a race thing. Uh the guy was just jealous of like the other um it's like the guy was just jealous of of um of this girl like dating like somebody else or something like that. Okay. I was just like, yeah, like no, it was a race thing. Like they were going out there looking for a black guy, any black guy. And they were gonna beat the shit out of them. Like that is a race thing. Like, could you imagine if, like, it was a black neighborhood where any white person came in there and they would beat the shit out of them, or they would wait?
0: Well, like, well, only time on record is the guy that did the, the the truck driver got pulled out during the uh, the race riot in LA. That that's one that, that it's always talked about. No matter the day, like, oh, uh, he's gonna be, he's gonna be the one we're gonna do this to. Remember that? And he got, like, actually got a, I don't know, he was on TV a lot, but he never, I don't think he ever got, like, he never pressed charges or anything like that. But the guy got pulled out of the car. I People still know his name. I don't know, I just don't know. But, uh, do you, you know who he is? Do you remember? I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, so like, that's the only time I can think of, like, where it was, like, random, like, all right, and I mean it wasn't
1: random, it was during the riots, so they just you know, riot people, is right. people were already like incense and
0: whatever.
1: Yeah,
0: but
1: they like they they um I think of the word. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah. So And the other part that got me about like that documentary was like the Uncle Tom dude, like the kid that grew up in a neighborhood, the black kid. It was basically like you know I was growing up and they used to call me the N-word, and, and the son and third, and he was actually like the one that like provided the bats or something like that, and he he claimed they were going to play they were gonna play like a game but, like it was like at night. I don't know how you <laughs> play baseball like at night.
0: Yeah, it's two yard. It, like it, it, usually, batter wife syndrome. From me is
1: like I I know like usually school parks are like closed at night, but I don't know maybe open in like Bensonhurst. I don't know. I never been.
0: That's yeah, like a good. Well, like battered wife syndrome, sadly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, um, yeah. I mean, the outcome we all know the outcome of it, but um, I think it's a reflection of like these it's a perfect time for these documentaries to come out. Um, I don't know. I think that 30 years is like a perfect time for a lot of these uh, forgotten, because, you know, it's generational, where um, if something did, didn't happen, you didn't see it, it never happened. And you have to keep it, you to keep a historical document of, you know, of course, you might change it in 10 years. You might make another documentary about it. And you know, but uh, it happened. It was historical documents. It happened. And New York City was um, very different, but also very similar to how it is today. Um, and I think in the next ten years, it's going to get, it's going to revert back to more like this. Where, um, if you, if from an economic standpoint, a lot of people are moving out because of COVID, and it's going to go back to. People that live there, and it's going to go back to a lot of ethnic and race, racial uh, neighborhoods, because mm-hmm. uh, in the last 15 years, what, what was the big topic of New York City, uh, gentrification, and that's that's disappearing now, and in, in in the last six months, so um, I don't know. It's a lot of a lot of heat, a lot of heat, and a lot of um, I think unnecessary, a lot of unnecessary hate. And I think it's, uh, and especially with 16 and 2020 right now with uh, Trump, it's just getting pushed. And um, it's ironic because most people I met that I grew up with are very similar to me, even though we have different racial and ethnic- economic backgrounds. And uh, it's just, I don't know, sucks. It's like, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. But I think it's going to go back to it's going to revert back to the 80s very quickly because uh, all the um, foreign, um, like Chinese, uh, most of, a lot of the foreign uh, influences economic-wise in Manhattan and then into the other boroughs. So uh, the best case scenario is that we're going to have a lot of small businesses grow up and everything, and we're going to have like people, mom and pop shops and stuff, but uh a lot, of, a lot of people are saying that's going to go revert back to uh, the 80s, which was the, which influenced what happened with Yousef, where it was like uh, very tribal, which is, uh, America is very tribal now, mm-hmm. but that's what they're saying now in New York City with this in, in 2020. So, I'll keep you the fear the fear chart coming up with you guys on the next episodes. I don't, I don't want to be so uh, Pessimistic, but
1: yeah. Yeah, so not in a long time have I seen such a song and a video captivate the nation as Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B's WAP, which stands for...
3: What Ass Pussy.
1: Yeah. So I gathered the guys around because I I feel like Shook Me The Mooney would be remiss if we didn't talk about it. So Mike, were, were were you able to stay in your seat, or did you fall over when you saw the video? I needed a mop.
0: I was <laughs> I <laughs> was wet. I needed a mop. Oh no! But um, okay. I I'm on the opposite side. I think like it's not that it's it's not like crazy of a song. Like I and then uh I was actually texting Sugar earlier. I was saying that. Uh, I remember growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, like these songs, it was all, like, it was, like, songs like that, like, you know, Nancy songs, like, you know, not na- I don't want to say Nancy because now it's all empowering and stuff, but, like, like did t- Trina and t- Trick Daddy, like, it was, just you know, sexual, you know, like, uh, okay, 35, you know, I so, uh,
2: yeah, you know, ladies,
0: ladies Night, the Lady Marmalade, all that shit, like, the, the remake, the remake part and stuff, and, uh, I, you know, I want to talk about it because, uh, Aside from just being like, it's a good song. Like, all right, it's a good song. But I think that, like, we had this thing with this gentleman that uh, his name is Ben Shapiro. He had this whole thing where he, like, went on a fucking bender about it. Yeah, so, like, uh, sugar Sugar suggests us talk about the song. And, like, I saw the headlines and everything, and I was like, all right, well, whatever. But then I listened to it uh, recently. I'm like, this song is very tame. I'm like, "I I don't know why it's such, like, a why it's so controversial or whatever why whatever and then i found out that like you know ben shapiro had this whole thing last week about it but right. i watched the uh, then i go all right i'm not just gonna shit on ben shapiro i want to shit on everyone because i don't you know i'm an angry guy so wanna I, I saw npr did a whole whole thing on it too and i'm like the <laughs> way like you, npr what yeah. are your thoughts when i go any further
1: no, I I do I, 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 that's this is the first song I'm hearing of it. What what did
0: they say? Basically they're like it's a good song. Yeah, it's a it's a fun song. It's a party track. It's a party yeah. track and NPR has this whole thing where it's like uh you know, this song is making America contra you know, making them nervous, and uh it's very, very anti uh me. So it's just like like basically saying like, oh this song is gonna make everyone nervous and things like that. I'm like I've heard this song so many times since I was a kid in the '90s yeah. and stuff. It's not that of a crazy song, but I feel like they're like politicizing it, you know. And it's like, all right, great, let's let's hear it, you know. Like, uh, I, 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 this is the first time I've heard of Megan trainer uh, Megan Trainor. Uh, <laughs> Trainor, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Megan the Stallion, mm-hmm. but uh, Cardi B, you know, you know, you know, her background is all that, you know. So it's a party song, you know, so, you know, it's like a feel-good song and, uh I mean it's a fun song.
1: I mean I mean I I the song to me itself I am not really like a fan of but or oh, it's not like like good to me personally, but the, the video, I like the video.
3: Oh, everybody's gonna love that. you a man, straight male,
0: you're gonna love the video. I it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I so, no knows any so the first time you ever hear of uh, Megan The Stallion, Megan The Stallion, never heard uh, the whole song.
3: Good. Honestly, like her verse was the best. Like I didn't, I kind of can't listen to party. Yeah. Like Megan actually had like bars.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that She's
3: I was an like, actual, like overall better rapper.
1: Yeah, she is. She she
3: they,
0: she, yeah. she raps really well. Did, yeah, but they only did like uh uh sixteen bars each. Like it's a, the the song is like a freaking three minute song anyway. So it's not like they go back and forth or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, from, like, a music, musical uh, background. Um, of course, I mean, she, was, she was good. I don't want really to shit on, like, people like that, but, like, you know, Cardi B, and, like, she's in the whole lineage of, like... I never thought that she was, you know, great and then because I'm a lyricist fan, going back. Uh, and then they also say that it's a sample from a uh, Baltimore Club song, and I thought about it. I was like, oh, shit, I remember yeah, this it, song. Like,
1: yeah, the part one is, like, there's some hoes in the cells. Yeah. I can't remember totally. which song it is, but I know it's from, from like another song.
0: It's a it's a sample. So shout out shout out to my I haven't talked to you in a couple of years. Shout out to Mark. When we used to go to the clubs, we used to go to the bars and stuff like ten years ago, he would play Baltimore club music and stuff and I was like, all right, it's alright. But it was it's some hoes in the house. I remember that song, like it took me like a couple of times listening to the thing. I remember that song and I was like, Oh shit.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know what it's up to now, but yeah, but that was one of the on him and like, Keith Keith and all that shit. Uh, but yeah, like uh, so we can jump into a uh, the, the Ben Shapiro part where he was getting like really weird with it. Like how, getting,
1: how, I only seen like pictures of it. Like how long did he talk about it?
0: Uh, I don't know. I saw a uh, excerpt. So basically, he was saying that like his wife is like a gynecological like expert, like woman, like like a medical doctor and stuff. And he's like. A wet, yeah, pussy no. not, a wet Pussy is not normal. The
1: fact that he's, fact that he, he's right. even married is like astounding to me. He's like so a woman would like,
3: Why you him? Wet pussy? Like what is he like has a problem so bad about? It? Yeah. Other well, people have a problem with the video is too sexually like- Well, a song is
1: itself. Then he like go, then he read out like the bars, like read out like the lyrics of it. And he sounds like a freaking yeah. like, yeah, like, like robot. This is on wet ass P-word. pussy. Yeah. Like, he was
0: saying P word. No, he was, P-word. Oh, he's he was like P-word wet ass P word. Uh, he was offended. I think he was also like, again, this is very complex. He was right. offended that they bleeped out pussy, and then, but they left the N word in mm-hmm. on the radio when he heard it. And then, you know, it's like, so why well, are the, you ver-
1: the version I heard, it said wet and gushy.
0: Gushy. Yeah, that's the official. Yeah. One. yeah. I wanted to on that. But I uh, the version also.
1: And then yeah, I bro. heard, like, the, the regular version, like, later on. But the, when I looked it up on YouTube, and that's the other thing, too, because it had, like, a um a senator or something was, like, he accidentally heard it. And I'm, like, you didn't accidentally hear shit because, <laughs> like, the day it dropped, I was, like, looking for, like, I was, I was hoping somebody would drop the link to the video because they usually drop it on, like, Twitter. And, like, it's, like, no, I had to go into, like, YouTube. And search it to find it. So I'm, i it astounding that somebody would have to like, would accidentally hear the song. Like,
0: oh my god! Like, wait, oh my god! I was in, I was in an elevator, and I know where I heard it. <laughs> you know, like, that does not happen. It takes a lot, at least twenty years for before you have a elevator song pop
2: yeah. on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, does, Bench Fair. I think I don't know. Just it's fake outrage. If I can drop a. Buzzwords. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, hate, I hate dropping buzzwords because I know it's you know whatever. But fake outrage, Ben Shapiro. And then it's also on the opposite side too. The NPR or they're far left. They're like um, using it as just like a thing just to like continue the same thing, just like doing the same thing that Ben Shapiro is doing.
2: Like,
1: didn't Ben Shapiro say like, oh, like he read all the lyrics and then he was like, this is what like feminists fight for, and it's like, no, nah, feminists are fighting for the right to like make music and do stuff and not having like men tell them like they can't or have to be like critical of it, which is what he did.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then at the same time, in my opinion, I think NPR was doing the same thing that Ben Shapiro was doing by like analyzing it and like saying using it as like a a forum for them to like say whatever they, they feel. Because, you know, NPR is like Seattle and all that shit and like LA and stuff. But, okay. uh, I don't know, but I I think I don't wanna go too far off into this. Um but there's always been music that like people um used to push like censorship and stuff. Um so Bench was doing the whole censorship like saying like uh um because it's a war you know, it's a war between the left and the right now and um but in the eighties, they had like metal music. And it was all about party music. It was the same same exact type of music. where it's about having a good time and everything. And they were saying it was satanic. This they're saying that it's like un- not family oriented. It's like uh, it's wrong. Uh, women shouldn't be acting like this. And then they also go oh, to lady. the next. Music. Yeah, they're saying like it's like attack on men too because like mm-hmm. because a woman wants to be like in charge of like you know she wants to like be in charge and stuff uh sexual it's, it's it's nutty. I mean I don't, I don't know why now that I you know I delved into it today thinking about the song, but um yeah, so I wanna hear more about you guys. What do you think, Joelle? I didn't hear didn't I
3: much. That the video to me, like I've heard like I'm a hip hop fan, like I've done heard the worst songs. Like Chuck just mentioned earlier uh Two Live Crew. Any, like, yeah. Miami-based rapper period, there that's their style is just being nasty and dirty. Like, Trick Daddy, Trina, Kia. Yeah. She had the My Neck, like, My Back record. Yeah, put it like, like this. You know what I mean? Don't no, like, no, 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 quit. Florida, just do Miami. it. That's this style it. of
0: rapping. It's just nasty dirty.
1: But you know the thing, too. Like, okay. with 2 Live Crew, 2 Live Crew. I have
0: right. an open on, on my laptop right now. Kia, uh, my back, my neck. Man, you know, that got more popular now in the last couple of years from when I first heard it like 20 years ago. And it's weird that like, was, now it's more popular. Yeah. You
1: know? seven from it's, five, it was like No, yeah, yeah. I was it no, on B.T. on Cut. That's when I first seen it.
0: I just remember being yeah. that young singer. Yeah. Mom, and, and it week, was uh, Howard Stern. Yeah. I, you, watch, you watch Howard Stern, you watch uh, Comic View, and you watch B.T. on Cut. And you sleep by three, wake up at seven for school. That was the routine. Yep. I was like, a, yep, you know, that gravity. was high
1: like school life. But nah, you know, when you talk about like two, two our crew, um, Uncle Luke, he even said like he, his influence or their influence was from like Motley Crue and all of those like hair bands and yeah. them having like chicks in a video and you know, sexualizing them and stuff like that. They got the idea from that. It was like, oh, all right, like, why can't you make hip hop like that? Yeah,
0: but like they, they said it was satanic and stuff no it was just them people indulge the metal people i, I think i i think i said this to show uh, when we like started hang we started working together that like metal 80s and the metal is very similar to the rise of like rap and like, hip hop where it's like um very different but also where uh it's from like more of a it's like a street thing and it's very like, pure vice and pure um with like indulgency and stuff and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah like my crew and stuff and if you ever hear like their stories and stuff like they lived in like while, maybe it was by choice because they wanted to become famous which is the opposite of maybe like coming from that and then becoming famous uh but yeah but it was all pure pure impulse and pure um like you know indulgency and stuff what um especially no i'm talking about the uh two life Crew because that was all about uh and late and stuff yeah so it's very it was a, a lot of uh equivalencies to it and then but they applied like fantasy and like you know just that was like thing in in the politics they would like, always bring it up that's why they came up with the uh the uh the rating system there's also prince the parental advisory thing yeah and prince was also the prince was doing songs about this shit 45 years, 40 years ago yeah he had a film in 1979 about uh, trying to win back a girlfriend because she went to a girl and he was like, hey, I, hey, I can do things that she can't do. But mm-hmm. like now like it's 2020 and they're getting offended that a girl is saying that she wants a big a guy with a, uh, a tr- you know handle yeah. it. You know, you know I mean, yeah. little sexual stuff. You know? but so, mm-hmm. so what do you think about that though? Like, Morgan,
1: uh, The big ass Mack truck in her little garage. Yeah. So, like,
0: why I mean, is it now that big of a deal? That's what I don't get.
1: I mean, because people always want to, like, attack, like, especially somebody like Ben Shapiro, they always want to attack, like, uh, like, a minority person that they deem to be, like, a threat. Like, she, you know, he could see, like, Meg Thee Stallion and, like, Cardi B having, like, a lot of influence. Like, Cardi B the other day told, like, um, AOC that she wanted her to run for president by the time she's 35, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously Cardi B probably got like a bigger like fan base or, or base or audience than like Ben Shapiro does. So, you know, things like that are intimidating to men or men like him. Like to me, it's just like, fuck it. Like reggae, like dancehall music has always been like wild, like racy and crazy, and they talk and sexual stuff. Go go. Um, calypso, like soca music, stuff like that. They always have um, they always had like wild like lyrics. Cause like it's funny to me when I'm around like my parents and they don't wanna like listen to like if I'm playing like future, I'm playing like some shit like that. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. But I'm like, yo, I remember a Calypso song where literally the whole thing about the song was like this guy giving his, his woman like all his money, or all his money is gone from dealing with a woman. And they call it the hair, the, the, the let it go. He put all his money in the hairy bank, obviously talking about a vagina. And this is a song I heard when I was a kid, and it's not made me, like, super sexualized or whatever. But all point is, like, all these different types of mu- music are all across different types of cultures. It's nothing new.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I recently—oh, Joel, you want to say something? So,
3: people just like to be outraged just to say something out their mouths. Uh, Gate, like, what y'all—I'm um, sure you have heard, even though it's a conspiracy— um, there's some truth behind it with um save our children and this and that and there there's some truth to that so that's way more something like they should be outraged about instead of this video it's just a video music video two sexy women leave it alone i'm pretty sure you know he likes watching uh he rewinds like sex scenes and some movies that he likes he's gonna rewind mm-hmm. that people or or even porn straight up porn like what man does not like porn Mm-hmm.
1: And those who say it don't are lying. Exactly. But you know, I
0: found like the ones that say they don't watch it. They make They make it. They have a, a hole in their wall and they they film it. Uh. But yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a distraction, of course. But uh, um, but it's a distraction to a point where it just. But it's also like uh. Ben thing. Like, you know, okay, that's funny. And everyone's like, you know, just fuck this guy. You know, we, no one likes him. More. Well, I shouldn't say that. Um, I think he's a phony baloney guy, type of guy where he pretends that he's, like, centric, but he's not. And then, you know, that whole thing. He's trying to relate to someone who, like, I'm more like a left-center guy, and he's trying to relate to me. And then he'll drop something. Like, I'm like, you are a psycho. Like, what, the, what are you talking about? And, but then also, you have the NPR thing. Well, they're saying that this song is, like, the new anthem for, for like the fourth or fifth feminist, uh, you know, revolution. They're using, they're saying it is that big of a song. And I'm like, it's a party song. It's a stripper song type thing. Uh, uh, actually, I'm gonna drop off some uh, privacy, private shit. I talked to my girlfriend right before we on, on the air. She said, it's okay if I bring this up. But I literally, uh, I've said things. I've said things that are in the song. Oh. No, I, I like, like I don't think it's that crazy. Like, like I've been saying stuff like that for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, why I'm not threatened as a man? I'm not threatened as like a. They, they kept saying that this song is gonna uh, threaten. Uh, uh, like, cis men like white cis men are being nervous about women now because they're they're empowered. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, even like Madonna in the '80s was like doing songs, but like a Virgin, Virgin stuff like that. Like, I just said the record straight that I think left and right are using this shit as like a platform just to like it's, shit on each other. It's, it's a childish. bop, Cause, and you're forgetting that it's a good party song. It's a bop. It's, Prop, just, it. it's, it's, a, it's a, a party song. It's
1: a, song. it's a. It's a bop. It's a. It's just a song. Like I've seen people like right after they try to say like, oh, no like women. Basically, encouraging like young girls to be like whores, and I'm just like, all right, well, if I listen to as much like hip hop as I have growing up, as if I've listened to as much Van Halen and Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses, and then as much um, uh, dancehall reggae and soca music growing up, and then they turn me into like a sexual deviant, like, I think girls will be fine, you just gotta raise them, right? A lot of people. I think that's all this shit too. That like, a lot of parents like to throw responsibility, like try to, to deflect responsibility for raising their kids. If you raise your kids right, you know they can listen to whatever the hell they want or watch whatever the hell, hell they want and not be influenced by it. But if if you mm-hmm. if you're not if you're if you as a parent can't teach your kid to like separate the two from like you know art to like how actual life goes. Like, you're, you know, that's when they're going to grow up to do bad shit, and then they're going to turn around and be like, oh, no, it's that Cardi B
2: song I made them like that.
1: When in reality, yeah. your, your your parenting.
3: Yeah, I grew up watching when I, up, but I've seen a lot of wrestling, a lot of hardcore matches, and like, Chuck, sure, when's the last time you've seen me, like, hit somebody with, like, a chair? never. Because right? <laughs> there we go, so... Yeah, it's all about yeah. the parents. Like, if you're not raising your kids right or you're guiding them the right way, the they are gonna go ahead and do that. And even if they you do see your daughter or son doing something they're not supposed to do, you gotta tell them that they're not supposed to do it. Not get mad at the person who made them do it. That's like your fault as a parent.
1: And um, to me too personally, I feel like all like this um, especially from the right, this censoring shit went out the window when. You know, I, you know, I got on her like a bitch. And, you know, when you're famous, you can do whatever you want, yeah. grab him by the pussy. When our video came out, and then two weeks later, the same person on our video basically talked it down to being Locker Room Talk. And then two weeks after that, becomes president of the United States. I think all that shit went out the window. Because I'll tell you what, Future, mm-hmm. Future had a song on his album, um... Future self-titled album from High Demand, and part of song, like my favorite part of the song is when he's like we do a whole lot of numbers, I grab on that pussy like Donald. That's a rapper being vulgar, but he's basically just paraphrasing what the president of the United States said. So mm. who, who 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 started it? Future or or Donald Trump? Donald Trump did. Yeah.
0: It's shocking because like I have this vivid memory. I guess it was like our, it was like early October 2016, and uh, I was at my apartment, and uh, the tape was released, the whole like grabbing by the pussy thing, yeah. and then like that was come. It was like when he just he was coming back from work and stuff, and um, I go, oh, it's over, man. I went downstairs and he was like, can you watch the car while I you know find a spot or some shit like that, something like that, something like that. I go, it's over, man. And I go, oh, they they have his uh they have this whole tape about him. T- about grabbing by the pussy with like that and he was like oh great because like we thought this would like you know just whatever he brushed yeah, it off I too. yeah that's what I'm saying like it was like whatever it's like that's what I'm saying like uh, and it's like um, you,
1: you think something like that would like you know dissuade a lot of people like you know not to get too much into Trump but maybe he was like Dead ass when he said he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and not lose a single supporter, so
0: that yeah. shows how much
1: he, he thinks
0: the humble the most humble thing that he ever said was that he moved on her like a bitch he, he admitted that he was a bitch that that's that's, a, that's my only joke about that like, <laughs> yeah. that's the funny I know it's terrible things have happened, but like I think that was hysterical when he said yeah you know I moved on her like a bitch like it's just like I just found that funny, and I was like, the only thing I could ever like find like funny from that shit. Cause everything else since then, you know, from twenty fifteen until now, has been like all fucked up.
1: Yeah, but then back to like what um, the yeah. The funny, the funny thing to me about the whole video was like the outrage people had for like Kylie Jenner's um, Kylie Jenner's little like cameo. Yeah. Like yeah. people are like petitioning like it, come on and i've seen much stupider cameos in videos and like you you'll get over it yeah. like i don't even like kylie jenner and like they kind of made me feel like sorry for it cause
0: like all right no i think because their people are like jumping on to like make it into like an anthem like a woman's anthem like, like a, especially a person of color anthem like a woman anthem
2: yeah
0: and they feel bad like they want to like utilize this as something that's all I say. Like I think they're doing it as like a, as like a promotion for other things, you know. I'm just, but also,
3: I, I just seen right now, like I just seen right now, Cardi, like posted on Instagram that the uh, WAP song, WAP WAP went number one on Billboard. So like obviously it's doing a good thing. The more we talking about it, e, whether it's negative or positive, you know, the song is number one now and.
2: Yeah, any, mind it's you, any like I said, it's is the not
3: that great a song, like the lyrics is, yeah. So that just comes to show you, like, it's the controversy behind it that made it number one. It's not really like the, the song itself.
1: I don't think at the end of the day, like, we're saying, like, the, the song itself is like whack, but you know what? Like, it wasn't made for us, it was it's an anthem for like women. So, of course, women are gonna like it you know, and yeah. hype it up and stuff like that.
0: And, and I, like that's video. kind of
1: the point too. Like, well, for men, you know, the the videos draw you in, but for the women and stuff like that, like I said, I said it's made for them. It is, it ain't made for me, so I'm not gonna be offended by it. Like I, I always say this: like when all of those country singers make all of that, you know, I'm proud to be an American. And if you don't like the country, leave it. When they make that type of song, like I know they're not talking about. The kind of american they're talking about ain't us so i you know i but i don't sit down and like bitch and moan about it all day on the internet and you know the way ben shapiro Shapiro does and gets his quote unquote wife, 'cause because i still find it facet like unbelievable that somebody would be attracted to him let alone marry him um who's supposedly a a gynecology expert or whatever to, to find out about like female lubrications. This is wild that you spend so much time on a show talking about shit like that.
0: There's more yeah, important so,
1: things in the world going on. Yeah,
0: so just to wrap up for me, yeah, I was, what I've been saying the whole time was about uh, how it's, the song itself, I love it. And the, well, nothing to do with me, but the left and the right use, using it as like a thing to like shit on each other. Did I come across what I was saying? Like, basically, they're like, you know, you're like, uh, you're turning women into objects. So that's Shapiro was saying. It's not normal. It's not natural. And then the the NPR thing is basically saying that it's like a freaking, um, um, just an example. You use one guy named Ben Shapiro, who's, he's a provocateur. He knows what he's doing. He's doing it for money. And then you make every single man think that that's what they think with this song. And that's exactly what they said in this NPR interview that I, I'll, I'll, I'll play clips to it on this, on our uh, YouTube. But it's like, no, it's, it's a good song. Just it, don't make it so seriously. They make it sound like it's a goddamn, like it's, like it's so serious. And it's like, uh, that's why I have a problem with both these, the left and the right, it's annoying. Also, I got really into the 50s music. Every 50s song is dirty. Very nasty, very mm. very dirty. But there's a song about like waking up in a barn or you know, waking up in someone's house, and like, the dad's coming home, and they're like, oh shit, I gotta go. Like that's <laughs> like, and it's a very popular song, very popular fifty song. But you know that was very, I guess, very mild and like uh, the, wor- the the words they used. But uh, yeah, so the, I don't know, the Songs great and everything, but I just have a problem with them. Like the, the reason there's one one particular interview I heard it was just like. Making a controversy that word doesn't belong, both sides that's my uh two cents, yeah. You yeah, so, guys, you know, you can get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. yeah, so
1: um, on the record, uh, mm-hmm. HBO Max exclusive documentary, um, joe you checked it out, um, I've like, uh, seen the um, Russell Simmons
3: one, like, uh, yeah, that's it, um, yeah, it.
1: yeah about a sexual allegations, Yeah, and then, then Mike, you seen it too. Uh, yep. As well. So, what was your um, take away
0: from it? Uh, Mike?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I'll start. Uh, so yeah, so I, I watched it, and um, it was kind of like a, kind of a Me Too thing. It's a, a woman's personal story with her relationship with Russell Simmons. Uh, but the whole documentary is also um about her whole career, her background and everything, and it 's her looking back at um her time uh you know, rap hip hop audio and you know, recording uh history um industry um i didn 't know anything about her going in uh and then she tells her backstory like she 's like the daughter of the the the, the mayor in between right she's was ma- the daughter of the mayor in between mary and barry be- you know, right yeah she was the mayor yeah. of
1: d c I don't know if it was like before or
0: after uh, Mary and Barry. I think it was like a, like a like a in between thing. Um, I when Ch- t- t- uh mentioned this whole documentary to me about it, um, a lot of the stuff I kind of knew, but it wasn't like a personal thing on her. I knew that he had like different practices with the way his attitude was. Mm. Um, yeah, he actually showed clips of it. They visual clips from. Um, a couple of documentaries from MTV and BET that I remember from like 20 years ago uh, but now they're using it and the show, they show another documentary uh, I used to watch it all the time uh, but it's her it's her account where the way she's still working in that environment um, what'd you guys think about the Oh it's horrible like Russell Simmons like he's
3: Russell Simmons like you know, he's one like a godfather, you know, to the hip hop industry, honestly. So to hear that is very, very, you know, discouraging. He needs to go to jail, honestly. If it's true of all the allegations, then, you know, lock him up. Cause that's, uh, you know, especially, like I said, the Me Too climate, it's just bad to even, a whole documentary too, and, and on top of that, um, I think this was the documentary that everyone was just mad at Oprah for a little bit of behind. Because I think she was like a producer or something in there, but she had something to do with uh, Russell Simmons guy. Uh, yeah. You know, she had um, you know, some backlash off that as well. All because, you know, at the time um, it was Oprah. And happening with what's his name, Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. Boom. So it was well, you know, the same time with Harvey Weinstein. So she was involved in this documentary, so she got some backlash for that. But if um, Barbie Weinstein went to jail for obviously sexual allegations, and Russell Simmons, it should be the same for him as well.
2: No? Yeah, and yeah. I, just think, like,
1: the, I just think, like, the stories of the women because they, they also included um several other women, and all of the stories kind of were the same. A lot of, like, you know, him either entering their office office or in his office, him locking the door and trying to like, you know, forcibly kiss. And then the actual rapes would actually take place. Uh, his, he would, excuse me, he would come up with a reason for them to come to his apartment in Manhattan. You know, for in Drew Dixon's case, you know, she was an A&R person. So he, would, he, he told her like he had a demo tape a demo CD in his in his record, in his CD player in a stereo and invited her upstairs. And you know, she didn't want to go, but it was like, all right, like as an a and person, you gotta be on top of like the next new artist, and you don't want like somebody to be discovered that you could have discovered first. So she goes up there and he basically um, takes him to his room and then he came back out with nothing but a condom on, and then basically raped them, and then uh, make them, shout, you know, take a bath with him. And she was just talking about being like zoned out and trying to like tune it out and trying to like go somewhere else in her head to like deal with it. But also, the other women in the documentary. One of them being Jenny Lume, who is the daughter of Sidney Lume, who's, you know, a renowned movie director. Or was, because he's no longer here. Um, But it just shows you Drew Dixon. She she was the daughter of the former mayor of uh, Washington, D.C. Jenny Lume, daughter of and a clean film director. And he didn't care. They, you know, he, 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 he felt that he had access to them. Regardless, he didn't care about their name. He didn't care about their status
0: or any of that. Right. So abuse of power. And they're basically explaining also in the documentary that uh, things aren't mentioned a lot of times because of uh, like status and like race and stuff but like um, the whole the the doc starts off with the whole me too thing. And they're saying that only a certain type of uh, face and voice were heard. Yeah. I think this whole documentary was basically them using, using a platform for saying that it's, of course it's abuse of power, but it's also, uh, things happen all the time, but it's only reported on depending on who, uh, the, the, the face and like, you know, the actual, uh, the person and stuff. And I think that, uh, she she's uh using her of course you know the daughter of someone who's in power like political power like using this as a um as a way to run in that it's not just about like a you know white man doing this it's just people it's a piece of power in all fields mm-hmm. and uh people need to be listened to and uh, it happens everywhere it happens from the top to the bottom
2: you know
1: Yeah, and um, the thing they talked about, too, was like, you know, what you said about, like, some women, you know, over being heard, but others weren't. And what that was about was, you know, Black women reporting these crimes done by Black men. Because in a Black community, you know, like, I'll be honest with you, like, I used to think that way, too, like, you know especially when i was younger with like the r kelly thing when i first came i was just like oh like these women are just trying to like you know why are they trying to bring like you're black why are you trying to bring this black man down but you know as i grow older i'm just like yo, like rape sexual assault all of these things it don't matter who does it to who it's still it's wrong period you know whether it's a black man on a black woman black man on a white woman vice versa, if it's a woman being abused, you know, because that happens to like, women will abuse their power against men. You know, women in a higher position than, like, a man would, you know, could could abuse their power and say, like, you have to do this and that, and stuff like that. And it's just, you got to be open and willing to hear from people. And that's a bad, uh,
3: <clears throat> pardon me, the, another bad thing about those situations is now these ladies, like, even before, they had a hard time Obviously, coping with that and working again afterwards. Like, now to build up some trust for whoever other executive they might work with, you know, that's going to be a real tough decision for them now. Because the guy's like, all right, Russell Simmons was a big CEO. How can I trust, like, let's say, Leo or or Jay-Z or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, how can I trust any other CEO now after Russell Simmons?
1: Not only that, but it becomes a thing. Like, if you talk about, like, let's say you're wrong, it also becomes a thing where it's like, if you are, like, let's say you're the CEO and you're seeing, like, you know, that, that, you know, that that woman would be labeled as a troublemaker. So now she's, you know, basically radioactive. Like, people don't want to touch her. And she also, like, talked about that a bit too. Like, when she left, um Def Jam, she you know, basically had a meeting with Leo Cohen and Russell Simmons. And Russell Simmons was basically like, all right, do, do you need a, a a new title? Do you want like a heightened title? Do you want more money? This that whatever. And Lee I like luckily Leo, who is basically like the the business. Yeah. Um, He's a- the business leader, so to speak, at Def Jam, he was basically like, listen, Russell, no. Like, you've lost her. Like, just let her go. If she, if she wants to leave, like, let her leave. Don't make it difficult for her. And then it took a while for her to bounce back. And it took a while for her to bounce back. And then she bounced back with, um, what is that, Arista, I think? Uh, record label, right? Yeah, I think it was Arista.
0: Arista yeah, Arista was like the the other opposing one because Warner Bros Jeff they were all together. Yeah, so like MTV was with Arista. So she went to like that side.
1: Yeah, and she went with um she went there and then she hooked up with um Clive Davis and she had a really good working relationship with Clive Davis and they won Grammys. I think she won Grammys back to back uh record of year, like back to back years, like records like she A and R for. And then Clive Davis left and L.A. Reed came in and took over for him. And then she had another situation where it was a producer, you know, making advances to her. And the crazy, the story that really, like, annoyed me, um, amongst other things was just L.A. Reed wanted to sleep with her and she would bring him artists and he would turn down artists based off of the fact that like she wasn't giving into his advances two of them artists is being kanye west and john legend and it's like you know we, we talking about kanye and you know my feelings about kanye but obviously we 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 said on the thing that he at one point he was a great um artist at one point yeah. so my idea is like you know those guys worked so hard on their craft Imagine if they would have went and did those demo sessions and got turned down and, you know, basically could have said, you know what, like, maybe this music thing isn't for me. Like, you know, Kanye could have went back to school and then did whatever he was studying for. John Legend would have probably went and found some other career and, like, he wouldn't have the life he's living now. And it all comes back to, like,
2: all right
1: a guy, the reason for that being is a guy um, basically being a sexual predator or him him getting rejected. And it just, it sh- it just shows you the waves, because it's terrible on one level that, you know, this woman wasn't able to do her job because of that. It's terrible on another level because you have people who, were being turned down, even though, as we know today, they would have been talented enough to been like signed. And that's, that's the one. That's, that's the part about it that, that pissed me off.
0: I think about uh, the people that we don't even know who they are. Like you say, John Legend mentioned Kanye West and people yeah, like that. Yeah,
2: like, there's, there's two. People God knows so how many way. other
0: artists. Yeah, you know, you, the one you know about, and then. It, it you, okay, so why are we worrying about like the music industry and stuff like that? It's a it's like a big thing that we can all relate to and watch, but then it, it it's a trickle down effect where it also affects like uh, things that are going on in, like and you know civil regular citizens and stuff like where people are not noticed, things happen to them and no one cares and stuff. So it's like that's the the, the whole that's what I got from the whole documentary was was basically. Um, she had the ability to speak out because of course uh she's a woman of color but she's also has privilege because she's from like a background like that so she actually using- was light-skinned she was
1: light-skinned too i was
0: all yeah, the they, thing they, they, that's the whole thing they brought, they bring that up a couple times and there was one thing where she says that like like she would go to the tunnel and then places like that with the hip-hop clubs in the 90s and like they were like oh have her get the cab for us you know they mentioned the thing like she mentioned red man and Meth man were, like, uh, oh, have her get the cab and stuff, and they're like, you know, that was the way they related to her in, like, a friendly way, like, you know, that that's when she got in, and then she started hanging out, and then she started working at the uh, Def Jam and everything, and then working her way up. But it's, like, a lot of things that people don't understand, like, there's, uh, there's, it's like not black and white, there's also, like, weird, you know, things going on. Colorism. With, uh, biracial, what? Colorism. Yeah, so, like, uh, but she brought it up, though, saying that and then also from that, she also said that – Russell Simmons said, if someone comes in here, you go in another room. I don't want a skinny – I don't want a skinny, tall, uh, light-skinned bitch or whatever. She's, she's – What are oh, you that saying? That's that. said. That was Leo. Oh, okay. He yeah. didn't want to see he,
1: Russell's tall
0: uh, – Russell
3: loved – he said he loved the tall, like, oh, okay. Naomi
0: Campbell type of women. Like, models. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he, I heard that like 20 years ago too. And then 20 years ago, they said it in a friendly way, or it was like a funny thing. Like, he was like, whatever. But you get what I'm saying, though, where it's like it's uh, the levels of stuff, and people, uh, it's sometimes it's too complex for a lot of people to understand. And like so like they need something in like a 140, 2040, uh character tweet to understand what's going on. But, uh, yeah. So I don't, and then also like uh, recently uh, Lady Gaga said that she got like assaulted and stuff too so it's you know it's like it's a power it's abuse of power and um if you if, I think it's it's more than just like a little thing too but so like abuse of power like whoever's in charge has this sense of duty to not take advantage of people and more often than not it happens you know?
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, like I, I say the um, I think going back to that thing we did on on the um Washington mm-hmm. football team with their sexual assault allegations, just like to me, and I, I don't know if it's just like I'm naive about it, cause you know I'm a man, but just the fact that like, you know, you get these women in like, you know, jobs that women usually wouldn't get. So it's like the pressure to do your job right, to do it like, not just right, but you have to do it like beyond expectations. You gotta you like be way better than everybody else because you have to justify your position, but at the same time have to deal with like, you know, your bosses trying to sleep with you and, and belittle you and stuff like that. And it's just something I I just, I can't like, to me, they they deserve all the admiration in the world, cause I don't even know how. Excuse me, I don't know. I even know how I would deal with that if I was a woman, cause I know, like I've been in jobs where I've been nervous as hell. You know, before my first day, or every time I worked there, like my first like couple weeks. So having I added, you know, um.
0: Uh, added,
1: yeah the, you know more anxiety and that added obstacle i just don't know
0: yeah you go in there already fucking already nervous and like fucking uh worked up and everything yeah, you already know, like, like shitting bricks, and it's just
3: like and sometimes you already you just don't want to be there like, yeah
0: it, it, it,
3: it, it, mm-hmm. you could be you could be fine you could be happy to be, have a good job because like, you could be very very financially stable but you go to work, expecting to just work, and then all of a sudden you have people on your neck either trying to be friendly or or being flirty or whatever the case I'm like, obviously that's gonna be annoying.
2: Mm-hmm. You can't
3: do that, like just make the person man, woman comfortable at work,
1: like there should be no reason why anybody should go to yeah. work and
3: feel uncomfortable in any shape. I don't know,
1: yeah. you know I always feel that way, and I think I used to tell that to you, Mike all the time I'm like I'm you know as much as I don't like these people or they don't like me, I'm not going to let anybody, like, mess with my money. Like, as a matter of fact, like, I I actually took it personal if I went to work and somebody tried to make my job extra hard because I felt like somebody was trying to mess with my money. And that's how I feel. You
3: know what I'm saying? But me, like, I had to leave a whole company. I'm not going to, you know, mention the name of the company, but it got to the point where it was just like, listen, you got – I'm not even feeling respected here, so before I do anything – you know, to set myself up, I'm just going to leave. And I just left, like, after three years. It's, it's like I never... And I didn't miss it or anything. Mm-hmm. If anything, it was a weight off my
1: shoulder.
2: It's not worth it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and she, she worked um after the whole... After the incident with Russell happened at his apartment, the guy, um I, I forgot his name, but he was, like, the record producer. And, you know, she stayed working at that thing for a little while after and Russell had told her like, all right, now that you're like fucking with me, like now that we're having sex together, like this is how things are going to be. And she's like, whoa, like this, we we didn't have sex. Like you might've thought you had sex, but you assaulted me. And then he wanted her, he asked her to like sit on his lap during a uh, meeting. And, you know, she basically felt like, wow. After all the hard work that I've done, like now I'm like one of those girls to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this is after this woman already won like Grammys and she she had like Platinum records and stuff like that, like
0: Daniel that, Daniel that Daniel she Daniel.
3: hard with. He was, yeah,
1: they won, mm-hmm. he was IMF. That. That's the
0: case. He, like, since, the, yeah, pre scouting. So she was, she's basically in this documentary, I'm gonna talk about her she was basically fighting for her credit like i did this don't like you know just you know because she said she was part of the many songs like the meth man song and all that stuff with Mary G. blige and um yeah So like and she, know, she,
1: she stopped she, listening she, to them she,
0: she, nuts. She, like, retro, retroactively her asking like people to realize that don't diminish what i've done despite you know where i came you know, where i came from stuff like just acknowledge me but then you never you never hear about her you know and then she said this terrible terrible things happen yeah And like you only, you know, know, you only know his name you don't know me but mm-hmm. this guy was gonna put you know what i mean
1: and then it's like the um with the um it's like with the the couple months like she left the, the couple months she was there before she decided like she couldn't work there anymore like the guy, I forgot his name, but I think he was also an A&R person at Def Jam. And he's like, yo, like the light that was in her was just gone, like mm-hmm. those last couple months. And he, he, he noticed something was like off. But I mean, like, if they, when I talk about like people like Russell Simmons and like Diddy, well, Diddy for sure, I never really looked up to as like a mogul or whatever. Because of how he dealt with his artists, like basically just making money off of them and not paying them and shit
0: like that. But yeah. Russell, the producer, uh, did all the songs before uh, Biggie died. He never gave but, him shit. What's his name again? What's his name again? Oh uh, man, did the uh, flavor in the ear and all that? I forgot his name. Craig Mack. Not Craig Mack. He's he's the rapper, but no, the guy, the, about the producer, the producer. The producer. Yeah, I don't
2: remember. I
0: remember. I don't worry about what, it. What Stevie J?
3: because mm. he was producing everything for them.
1: Stevie J from Love
3: like, and Hip Hop? Yeah. What? He produced, uh, he produced Life After Death Ready, and Someone Ready to Die. Mm-hmm. Someone Ready to Die and Life After Death. So it was Damn, he TV ended Jay. up marrying his wife? Hmm? He ended up marrying his wife? Yeah, bro. He ended up mm-hmm. marrying, you know, Faith. Perfect. Like, it's That's all great. It's a, it's great. Though, Stevie J produced Mad Songs for Biggie and Locks and all of them. Like, he's a big name producer. Damn. Yeah,
0: what so. he produced.
1: Man, who was dirty as all?
0: I always that's heard like that.
1: Hall of, that's Hall of Fame dirty market right there. No,
0: mm-hmm. I heard like that you like he made all the songs and stuff, and then like um uh, Puff Daddy, you know, he would uh, Sean Combs would uh change one thing, and then he would get credit for uh, executive producer, and like he would get the money from it. That's what I always heard. Dude, and he, he,
3: he, did he, he was, he
0: was he like Shug Knight
1: said, like oh. We worry about the dancing all in, the <laughs> all in the video.
0: Yo, did you see my uh, tweet about that?
1: Come to Shook Me the Mooney.
0: Yeah, yeah you want, you want, you know, you, I said that recently with the the, the wrestling thing because that's an old school thing that I always brought up. I don't think it was that popular. I guess it's like a regional thing, like a New York thing, but like no one knows that I fucking that
2: they don't reference.
1: The source anymore.
0: Yeah, no, it was that, but it was in the garden. Anyway. I
1: don't know. Like I said, it was just something about them. Like, Russell especially. I didn't know what it was. I was just like, something about him just didn't vibe with me. And it's like, now I know. <laughs> you know? But well, come on mm-hmm. wife. Trust your instincts, instinct. guys. The more... Oh, yeah. I meant to say this, because mm-hmm. he died. One of my favorite Comic View comedians, Tyler Craig. The moral of the story is, trust your instincts. Like, he was a comedian on Comic View. And he would always... And he he would say... You always end his 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 bit with like moral of the story and then say something, but the the shit preceding it would wow. always be funny as hell. So so look him up, Tyler Craig, Comic View. He passed away, um last week. One of my favorite comedians. A lot of people on Comic View, I couldn't remember their names, but they're like my favorite comedians from.
0: Do I know him? I am my Tyler. Tyler what?
1: Craig. Tyler Craig. Craig. Yeah. You know, my
0: favorite one was uh,
1: I'm gonna send you some YouTube videos of him, but, but he was hilarious, man.
0: But it looks good on you. Bruce Bruce is my favorite. <laughs> Bruce Bruce is my guy. And then they had what's his name from uh Real World. He's like they they had me laughing at myself in the crowd. <laughs> He's like in the crowd <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Damn man, that was like twenty years ago. I can't believe it. I right, had one last thing I was gonna bring up about this. Um just give me a second to remember the whole uh, we are about, shooting uh,
1: from the hip in this episode because
0: mm. your boys well, on um, vacation. <laughs> yeah, so um, do you want to talk? you, you want to talk about your vacation while I like, think about this in my head?
1: Oh man, we just got like what should call it? Like shitted on at, at the pool because well, you know, listen, at the end of the day, they gotta do their job because of the COVID shit. Yeah. So you know, they were basically making sure that like people that are here are actually like hotel people and oh. you're not just letting you know, people are just like popping up from like, you know, off the street. Like it's not their
2: friends. So you
0: well you weren't, weren't You, their weren't, over. you, yeah, you guys so, weren't you guys weren't wearing masks for your uh down there area like <laughs> you were No <nah, laughs> I mean
1: so Joel brought uh it was me, my sister and my um and Joel and my nephew and eventually my little brother came down too. So he was in a pool and me, you know, i was. Uh, my sister went up to get some snacks. So I asked her to get, Joel had brought down like three bottles of um, Presidente, one for each of us and one for my sister, but my sister didn't want hers. So I just had it sitting there and I was waiting for my, I told my sister to bring like cold ones. So she was taking a while So the lady came and she was checking people's like cars. The only thing about the thing that
0: pissed me off like a room card,
1: your room key, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All
0: right. But she was asking,
1: she was asking for IDs too, and I kind of like threw me for a loop because like we're at the pool. (laughs) Why would I be bringing my wallet?
0: Like if I woke in there like half naked, it'd be like, hey guys, I fucking love (laughs) this
1: why would I have my wallet? So, yeah, we had to give her, like, all the rooms and the the names and stuff like that. But she, she saw, like, my the the presidency bottles, and she was like, oh, you're not supposed to have glass bottles by the pool. And we didn't, inside the actual pool, it didn't have any signs that said that. Because mm-hmm. I made sure when I, I sent Joel up to get some, or when he was going up to the room, I was like, let me just double check. And I didn't see anything on the things about, like, you know, glass bottles. So, long story short, she, like, took the one full bottle of beer and just, like, threw it out. And then Joel had, like, a little bit left in his bottle. And she threw, yeah, and she threw it out. So, um, the whole I, fa- I, you know, we was all annoyed by it.
0: I'm going to say this one thing, that that never, ever happened to me in my life. Keep that on the record, okay? That would never have happened to me. I swear to God. I mean,
1: she she, she, she checked every, it was like a white couple next to us and like a, you know, Spanish family also, and she she checked checked everybody, so I I can't, I I don't want to like use the race button. but but I was just annoyed, but we had like a 12 pack, it it
3: was just, uh, the whole thing was just annoying, because like, it made it seem like we weren't supposed to like... you yeah, board. it was just like, like
1: you like, wanted ideas, like, what do you think, like, we, like, we were just going, like, 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 like,
3: came from outside, and, like, it was yeah. only, like, really one with, who had a reservation or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: like,
0: what of kind of I'm security does your
1: hotel have, where people could just show up off the street yeah, like, and just go, just go in and get your
2: ear pool?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, sarcastic and stuff, but, uh yeah. i just being a little over, over the top. Uh, but Presidente, I mean, where do you buy that? Uh, where can I buy that? Because the last time I had no that was the. Mm-hmm. Any store? That,
3: well, not any, but bit, uh, go. you go to any
0: Spanish,
3: Hispanic store, dude, you should see it there.
0: Can we get can we get sponsored by that?
1: Yeah, I mean Presidente, the
0: Dominican beer. All right, so can you do a whole America. spiel? We should get a whole spiel on it and do a little uh, get a little sponsorship going. Presidente,
1: it sneaks up on you. There you go, but yeah. What's um, you,
0: yeah.
1: did you, you you remember what you was gonna say about um Russell Simmons? I, mean, I, I covered, I
0: covered it. I was just thinking more about uh the history of like rap, where it's like different over like. 20 I mean, there's wild
1: because like like said, said, he's like the Godfather of hip hop. Like, I mean, true story. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, when I first got into the workforce, I was working for Ben and Jerry's, right, and his assistant. I assume he didn't rape her because she, she wasn't like that good. She wasn't good looking at all. She wore a wig. Anywho, okay. Nah, she was a bitch. That's why we. That's why um. Okay. That's why I'm candid about it. Anywho, Mm -hmm. so she was his like um assistant or whatever, and she used to come to our location, which was on Forty Third and Eighth. It's no longer there. Um. And they would have uh he every summer he would have his in his house at his house in the Hamptons, he would have this large like party called the Art for Life. And I guess it was to raise money for arts or some
0: shit. Yeah, he's top five. Top five, uh that area. Him, Howard Stern, all those guys, they're all top five. Yeah, so
1: we used to do so I did it one year. I only got I only worked at manager's for two. So on my second summer there, I did it. And you know, we used to drive up there in like a Ben Jerry's van and just like serve ice cream. So I saw him. Um well I didn't see him, I saw him from like this the stage. Like I could see the stage a little bit, so I saw him there. But I Mm -hmm. saw Diddy and I saw Brett Ratner
0: too. Yeah, they brought him up too. Yeah. Uh, And the interesting about
1: that too, the interesting thing about that too, because I love Rush Hour. So yeah. like I t- I I tried to tell him when I was like serving him ice cream, like, oh yeah, hi, Brett Ratner, like I'm a big fan of your movies. And he was just like, huh? And then little did I know, like he was another like alleged, alleged let's <laughs> drop alleged on all of this, alleged rapist or sexual assault uh,
0: yeah.
1: perpetrator. Now
0: nah, yeah. he rapist. he was a uh, he was like, the, like like this is Re- Ratner. And then I worked on a company that was like here and like pretty much like right here is where I worked. So he was like here. It was like a subsidiary of his company that he probably didn't even know about because he has so much fucking money.
2: This yeah.
0: here. And um, I, I, I said this all the time. Uh, oh, this is what I was gonna say. Sorry, this is, what I, this is what I was gonna say. I totally believe, you know, I believe, you know, I, I, it's, it's true, it's very true um all my internships and all my jobs in tv like uh look at me and like, they would say things to me like oh um, nasty stuff and i'm like all right and then like one girl came in who i liked i was you know i was like a nice nice girl and stuff and i go uh how's your weekend and do, you know the thing you do, like How you, how's your weekend sit down yeah, um, yeah i went to what's his name took photos i went Excuse me? Like, well, I took photos. I was like, what do you mean took photos? Yeah, so, and then basically, but she was, like, a, a daughter of a diplomat. Like, she was, like, so, basically, everyone bounced. But again, see, it <laughs> you know don't matter
1: about your status. With
0: these exactly. People. It's that's amazing. That's what, yeah, so that's the point. So, she was, I was, like, what happened? And uh, she goes, no, I took photos, like, you know, whatever, with this one guy. And I was, like, the who? The producer of the new show we're doing i'm like okay and um, you know just I, I was always in weird i was always in weird spots and stuff um you know it's it's even in hollywood and like the uh media area it's like very very segregated where like you're this you're that you're that whatever mm-hmm. yeah so I saw that a lot. And then when Me Too things started happening, and I was I was there for another like two years while it was happening and I was like, okay. And then one guy I worked with uh, was accused of something, whatever, but then it just ended and just, so, I don't know. I think it's just a piece of power. I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I don't know. Uh, a lesbian woman, no offense, lesbians out there don't cancel us. Uh, she was asking for guys to hang out with her and stuff. I think it's abuse Wait, of power. doesn't yeah. matter. Of... Wait, What? <laughs> What about no, I'm saying, a, a, woman? Woman, a woman was asking for like, you know, like it was like a woman even though she was like a woman but like, you can't say like it was like a woman thing. Where She was like, uh, hey, why don't you come over here and hang out and stuff like that. I felt the same way that I saw from when women were with these other guys. You know, basically it was the abuse of power. Yeah. Whoever's
2: in charge.
0: Yeah, so I don't think it has something to do with... Uh, gender. So I think it's power. Oh, um,
1: it's, just, it's just weird to me because, like, I, I don't know if it's, like, my, like, me being naive, but it's just, like, Lord willing, this show goes to the point where we have people working for us. Like, I just kind of imagine, like, me yeah. being that type of person to, like, oh, like, if you don't sleep with me, like, you know, that could be your job. Like, it just... I just yeah. never understood, like, like that that like i don't i don't want to i never understood that strategy by men it's just like if women don't want to like sleep with you you shouldn't be able to use your your your, your status or use your position to men do like it. that they
3: yeah specifically target when they they know who to do it to yeah that's they all the thing them. yeah they don't like there's no way like, we just spoke about Cardi B. I don't see nobody really going at Cardi B like, oh, you got to sleep for me to do this. Cardi's going to beat the hell out yeah, of
1: me. Um, and I mean, like I said with the... um, And I got to apologize for that. When I was talking about his his assistant at the time, and I said she wasn't good looking, because it is true that a lot of sexual predators, they tend to um mm-hmm. target weaker or not so attractive people just because they assume... They wouldn't be believed. So I yeah. apologize for saying that that was stupid of me.
3: We, we, we
0: have the we have the eraser for
3: each other, you know, we got each other's back, we had to clear things up, that's
0: all it is. Oh, I, we, I bet, we, trust me I know, I, you.
3: Say, I say I speak my mind and I don't hey. care.
0: If I ever say anything crazy and you guys are like, wow, just cannot leave this thing. I no, appreciate I just uttered the shit out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be not listening. Me. I'll be like, oh, well, we're not going to use this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice so for a long time. I can't myself, but not,
3: not when I'm really, like, trying to get the point across. I, I can't filter myself. That's something no, that, like, I, y'all were, like.
0: No, I trust you, guys. Like, I watch it. I would not say the shit that I do if I don't trust you guys. Um, yeah, so I'll just bounce that shit out. Um, Now I'll say something else. I'm, tr- I'm trying to, like, think of a way to, like, present it. Um, I keep trying to, like, present it in a way where it's, like, uh, because you, you can't say it because, like, it's not true completely, but, uh, I think it's just abuse of power. Like, who is ever, who's ever in charge? Like, uh... You know, because like five years, I worked in TV for five years, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then I also worked as a uh, doorman for two year two and a half years, from two thousand eight to two thousand ten, and I was like eighteen to like whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, don't, just don't shit on a straight white man. I've seen gay women yelling at women. You know, it's like it's like uh, it's it's whoever's on top in the certain area, you know, I was in the village. It was bizarre. Like that's that's where I learned. You know how many times I got like hit on a hit on? Like that's when I became like more uh uh sensitive to women and stuff. It was in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Um I also went to Hunter College, which is like uh you know very, very um super super left school and the uh, everyone i was hanging out with like, they had no idea what was going on and um it's like I, i've been hit on by men like it's fucking insane like, it's creepy as hell well actually creepy because like a woman would say it was creepy as hell too
2: i'm not
0: homophobic Mike. i'm not homophobic i'm, I'm not homophobic like i think
3: honestly like it was a more gay men were talking to me than women I know, or trying to on some like honestly, oh man, that's all right. Well,
1: how are they goodness. supposed to like look at this way, bro? Like, how are they supposed to know you're not gay? To like, they
0: oh,
3: you
2: gotta
1: kind of ask, am I
0: gay? Yeah,
2: you don't, yeah. you don't, it's, you
3: don't, it's your you, don't response.
1: Start,
3: you first of all, you don't stare, you don't do none of that shit to a man. Like, dude, you, know, you want to know if I'm gay, just come so I could tell you, hell no, I'm not gay. Put that on my face. Why right. can't I have that that right to tell you hell no I'm not gay, but you could have the right to like look me from the corner already like eyeing am yeah. checking me out like hell no.
0: I would say not I, other at, other at the man. end of
3: the day, men men are men. I'm gonna treat a gay man the same way I, st- I treat treat a straight man who's annoying me. Honestly. is I'm, I'm not gonna treat a, gay like a man like a, man girl like a woman, you, you know. Like... I, I'm
2: the refuse. No, no, I was guys, having look at me I was having
3: this fuck with my girlfriend like I refuse to treat a gay man like anything, like a woman. I'm going to treat you like a man. So if you're annoying me the same way I, uh, I treat a straight man, if you're annoying me, I'm going to come, I'm like, yo, what's your
1: problem? You got a problem, blah, 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 blah.
2: I'm going to do so, the same thing. So this
1: just, just around this, uh, just so we,
0: just so we bring
1: gonna... this back. So we're talking about just unwanted advances Un- in
2: unwanted. general.
0: Yeah, so when I was working in the heart of the Stonewall, you know, the, you know hey, they're not old saints that's that's my point is that like you can't just like vilify the nasty asshole white people. you can't vilify them. Stonewall has just, always like, been
1: funny to me. I was like a gay like like what was it like gay independence day or whatever
0: yeah, but but you, I, you you
1: doing, like friends. like it's like you both know that like the Stonewall Club was like funded by like the mob, and that was the reason why the police cracked down on it. It wasn't because
2: yeah, it was I know. like
1: gay stuff going on like I'm sure maybe that factored into it but it wasn't like it wasn't like yo like you know you know there's like gay people in this in this in this bar like we need to like bust it down it was yeah. it was a mob front because <laughs> yeah. you know the mob the mob, always the mob always has like a hand in shit that people aren't supposed to do they have a hand in pornography how they are good. behind, and they used back then one gay club.
0: Did you clubs. watch the show? I, to uh, watch, did you watch the HBO show? The HBO show I keep telling you about to watch. Which one? The uh, fucking what do you call it? Um, with uh, Franco. Oh, the um,
1: one in the summer, the Deuce. Is it the Deuce? The
0: Deuce, yeah, the Deuce. So they cancel it because, uh, he sent his dick out to like a seventeen-year-old. So, but that's about like we've the all whole been
2: day. there. <laughs> no, I'm just no, playing. This is off the
0: record. This is off the record. But we were. No, it's all about the west side of New York. And that's why I loved it because, yeah, all right. And then, you know, they, pl- they, they politicize everything. And it's like, you know, but, you know, I think sometimes it works out and like everyone gets something. But um, if you want to bring it back to the whole off the record, on the record thing, like, This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just. I worked in a place and I was 18, 19, 20. So a year and a half, almost two years. And I was like 120, like 20, 120. I was like a really small guy. Mm. And uh, even, yeah, I lost like 20 pounds. You you guys didn't Uh, notice. I was a little guy now, too. What? What
1: the? But,
0: But, uh, then I actually showed up there like recently, and they are like, oh, you got chubby. And I'm like, yeah, it's called dep- depression, <laughs> it was like, two years ago. But then I go, uh, no, oh, man, well, but I can't be- I've been thrown into this whole thing. Like, I was, like, thrown into this spot. You know, it was, like, that environment. And you know how many times, like, people came up to me, which is, like, hit on me, like, hundred of fucking times a week, hundred times. And I go, oh, that's what a woman's like. I I guess I became a feminist in 2008 I was like oh I get it now everyone wants to stick your dick in them oh you know like oh I get it so that's why I always respect women and stuff so if I ever say anything that's like seems as uh, I'm being very like short or uh, I don't think that I get what women are saying like I, I get it I get it that's why I went you know I get it trust me Use Louise. That should get some clicks. <laughs> yeah,
2: but
3: yeah, ain't nobody. To,
1: oh, we, at end of the day, we giving our opinions. Today. We shooting from the hip to the, We don't have like just to let everybody know like we don't have notes like um. <laughs> yeah, this this show we we have to yeah right? like yeah. we we just um think, you know we usually shoot this like in one shot and it's um. We have notes and stuff like that. Like today, we just like we, we you know, I'm. Um, we we got away for the weekend because it's almost um Joel's birthday, and you know my family just needed to get out of the house. So I just told him to um, alright, Spock. That's your Virgo. That's your okay. Beef Virgo. Um, so you know we we just came up with the thing and we 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 tried the thing for y'all. Listen, so if y'all don't appreciate us. You know, we did this for you guys. We wanted to make sure we could have an episode out. You know, we usually drop these on what Monday, Monday or Tuesday. So, um, you know, we did this for y'all. We got together with Mike. Uh, me and Mike did the first half, and and me and and the trio is back together for for this half. And we, you know, we.
0: I think we need to do we sure it, it we,
1: today. So if, if it seems, if it seems like a little bit out there or not. Normal. That's what it is. And if y'all like it like this, like let us know, please.
0: I think we should do, we should do a live stream and get some people actually talk to us while we bullshit with this stuff.
1: Listen, it. Like we get like minutes. one like freaking like view and listen like a day. <laughs> so I want to do it, like a live stream and it's like two people and it's like that video like they show on Twitter where the guys like DJ and it's like. Three dudes, he's like DJing from a roof, and it's like three dudes on the bottom, like just like waving. But anyways, you know we get we get to the people. But on uh, anything else, I want to say about on the record. Oh, I did want to say one more thing. So it was another um lady, I forgot her name. She had, um, but she she was also featured on it along with um Drew Dixon and um Jenny Lou May um. And she she had a kid at the time, and he basically he he raped her, and she was ready and willing to give her kid away to her friend, and kill herself. And she, you missed that part, Mike? I watched till an hour ten. No, but you didn't see that part where he. Oh, you didn't watch the whole thing.
0: Uh. If I get personal, that I was watching the documentary on my uh, video right here, and I just found out that I have to find out if I need to resign from my job. So I was a little distracted for like ten minutes. I apologize. I missed that.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we've all been there. Already been hey. there. or not? Oh, um,
2: hey, excuse me. I just
1: said it. No, but you you seen that part though with the 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 lady the, the girl she was about to kill herself and like if she'd have went to the hospital like twenty if she wasn't found like 20, 20 minutes later she would have been dead and that's all because so, like perfect. of him like sexually assaulting her. Yeah, like I said, put Russell Simmons in
2: jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and that's, like that's I attempted. So I'm I, like, by my instincts like if it, like shit like that should be attempted
0: murder. What's going on though? What, what, like, have you guys checked out? Like, what's going on now? Like, what's the the aftermath of this coming out last week or this? You know, was what's the aftermath? (laughs) Bless you.
1: What's what's the aftermath of it? And what's going on? Like, what's going on? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's still out and
3: about, he, he's, like, yeah. He's still there, I,
1: you know. Deny, deny, deny. Russell said he does his yoga and
3: all of that. He's doing yoga, and then
1: you know, with these things too, it is it's done past like the statute of limitations. It would have to take, um,
2: well, she's not, it would have 30, to take yeah. like
1: something recent for the thing. But there was a heart in it, right? I think it was when the New York Times article came out and like TMZ caught him. And him and some, and he denied denied while he was like going into the SUV. And then he got in the SUV in the, the driver's seat, and he had like a young like model in the passenger seat. And he basically like made out with her. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, didn't, didn't you like, feel creepy? Yeah, out that was that? mad
3: weird. I was like, it's like, how... like he
1: was basically trying uh-huh. to say, like, look, I didn't have like, look, see, she's willingly kissing me. Like, you know, right after like denying the whole thing, he had a whole like, he was calm too. Ooh. Like, um. Like, give an
3: explanation. It's signaling.
0: It's, uh, it's the abuse of power, coercion. You know, like, there, there's a difference between, like, put, holding someone against a wall and doing whatever the hell you want to do than just, like, implying that, hey, I can give you this if, like, you know, you know, we get this going on right now. Oh,
1: man. And I've, I've watched this. It. You know what I want yeah, to know? You know what I'm, like, interested in, but I'm terrified to watch because it has to do with, like, underage – like, Girls is the one about mm-hmm. the gymnastics. That one, I'm, I'm, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to watch it.
0: it. I watched it. It was so uncomfortable. It was yeah. so uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. I watched it in June, I think, or a month ago. Wow. It was so uncomfortable. I was like, yeah. do you remember when they was
1: on the trial and the one dude right. was about to fight him? Like, he told the judge, he was like, listen, like, you're going to have to throw me in jail because I'm going to jump over this thing and fight him.
3: Yeah, he got so him hard. before
1: he could. Yo, I you know, know he's making it crazy today, but,
3: like, uh, was the creator Rickard Rick and Morty that he, like, That it, Yeah, it, 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 it. every surface that, like, he was, uh, like, he was, like, molesting a, a two-year-old, like, doll. Like, it was, he recorded himself, like, smack, like, fucking a two-year-old.
0: Yeah. It was 2009. It was 2009. He made, like, a Tumblr or, like, a tweet about him doing the joke about, like, a whatever. You know, Every surface, yeah. and now they trying to cancel Rick and Morty because like? But
1: they did lots of yeah. things. James Gunn too, like he made a joke about um, like a pedophile or something like that, yeah, and that's why he got fired. But he
3: straight up like has a video like, cause he was spoofing. I think it was a Dexter, like Dexter, and he was actually mm-hmm. fucking like a baby doll. Uh. Can I say
0: something? Can I say something? I had never thought that was funny, or I never thought it was whatever. What? So you know what? that this weird humor that like things are that are going on i never thought that was funny and never whatever so you know what if someone does some some silly shit on the internet good riddance because i was weirded out like in high school people do like weird jokes and stuff i was like the e-bombs you know i was like this is bizarre you know i just
3: e-bombs were that was like the back then the number one website to just see everything stupid it was like like what all yeah. is now, of like E-Bombs World. That was like the first bullshit site ever, 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 ever. ever.
0: Okay, the dick, ever. the whole dick thing when I was like a dick twirling. <laughs> it was like people would yeah. show. It was the first like meme thing. Like, oh my good. But like, uh, I feel bad like people getting like shit like, like canceled and stuff like that if it's something silly, whatever. But I was just never into that stuff. I thought I think it's silly. I never was into it and.
1: There's people trying to be clever and they're just not. If you're not funny, just,
0: you're not, not funny. I, I don't know how he thought like, wait, fucking
2: well would
0: be funny. There hasn't been anyone that I like grew up watching that was like respected and stuff that's been like, cancelled. Um, Andy Dick. Kind of. I mean,
1: well, Andy Dick, yeah. DJ. You know Andy Dick, my, my favorite movie is, uh, one of my favorite movies is Division 3.
0: Okay, so yeah. That's it? <laughs> But well, he's a, he, but he's bio, so he was like, he
1: did. Okay, well, R. Kelly to an extent. I'm late. Like I like I admitted on this thing. It took a while for me because when I was a kid, and the sex tape drop and all of these allegations were thing, I was like, ah, man. But like, yo, yo, he made he made bump and grind. Like I can't. But it's like now, now, looking back on it, it's like, yo, like. He re- like, uh, honest to God, like I didn't realize like he was really married to Aaliyah when she was like sixteen,
2: mm.
1: till like recently, and I was just like, the rockstar, yeah, to yeah like, you, 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 like I could appreciate, I'd appreciate, I appreciate his music, cause you know, "Step in the Name of Love,"
0: yeah, Oh right.
1: um, joel has got the video, which one? We'll watch it after oh, the, yeah. the 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 Dan Harmon video, <laughs>
0: okay. Oh so, um, yeah, I never had anyone who I actually like respected. I mean, I would, I would cry, I would like cry if anything bad happens with uh, the good name of my uh my prince. I mean, I but prince, you know, but man. see, see,
1: prince doesn't have to do shit like that. Yeah, oh, okay. all
0: right, what
1: the fuck? Anyways, but prince doesn't <laughs> have to do. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not, you know, you vibra-
0: dude. All I see is vibrate. Uh, I hear vibrations, and you're like, what the fuck?
1: Nah, he showed me the, the Dan Harmon video. No, nah, but the thing with um with Prince was by all accounts, he wasn't like that predator type. And that's that's the thing I keep like coming back to. It's just like I never under uh, like I will never understand people like using their position or their power. Like somebody like Prince by all most accounts. Of the women he's dealt with it's just like his aura and like his personality and just his vibe that attracted yeah. women and like if you have it you have it if you don't you just fucking don't but that doesn't mean like you have to force people to do shit.
0: yeah but, but it's the ultimate ultimate example because he literally made people's careers, killed people's careers and nothing has come out
1: and i'll tell you it's mm-hmm. like it probably it, it don't Doesn't really. It, it it probably has nothing to do with the other. But I remember, like, growing up, and Joel, you might have heard this too. They always say that men who are like shitbags, when they have kids, they end up having girls. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. both of his, both of the children he have with Kamora, they're girls. So it's like you did all of these things to these women, mm-hmm. you know. God forbid, and I don't wish that on. Um, his daughters, because i seen his daughters when they were small. They're, like, grown-ass women now. Um, I wouldn't wish that on them, but it's, like, yeah, you did all this bad shit. Like, you wouldn't want somebody doing that shit to your daughter. But,
0: but you, never, you never heard this stuff before this documentary? I heard this stuff kind of before, and going back. I remember a lot of things I heard about. Just... I don't
1: because, like I said, I've never really paid attention to Russell Simmons like that, especially when Def Jam kind of, like, fell off. Like, Def Jam ain't, like, I think he ended. He sold it in like 2003, and then yeah. he started doing. Yeah, he's just
3: real big on yoga now. That's all he does now.
1: And you know, it's kind of crazy too. I almost was like in his like orbit. But Was when I was a kid, right? Um, we was at Sears in White Plains, um, and a lady. God forbid! I hope he didn't do nothing to her because she was really nice. But she saw me, cause back at the time I had my long hair. So she saw me. I was like eleven, not nah, yeah, I was like eleven at the time. So they needed like models for Fat Farm Kids. So they had me come down. Like me and my stepdad. Like when he comes tonight, we, we we talk about it. Um, me and my stepdad, we went down to his the offices down there, on, like Thirty Seventh Street. Might have been the same office. Yeah, I think it was because I think Def Jam was on one side and then Fat Farm was on the other side. And they had like the, the receptionist and it, she separated like the two or the, the lobby separated the two. And I went in and like for whatever reason, that lady's boss, like they took, they, they, they had me put on like Fat Farm shit and like take pictures and stuff like that. But I ended up getting it because the lady wanted me to cut my hair and I didn't want to cut my hair, which was crazy because I was 11 and this was around like Lil Romeo and Lil Bow Wow time. Mm. So it's like, why wouldn't you want like a kid with long hair? But it's neither here nor there. So, you
0: mean like you had, like rolls? Like... No, I had long
1: ass hair. I, I'll send you real quick. I didn't But yeah, I I, so I actually might have been in the offices where he was like doing all his like janky shit.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's been uncomfortable.
3: A school, not gonna name the school where we found out after we graduated. Some teachers doing some awful things. So that's just life. Like you, like this is like no matter where you go, you're gonna. Like potentially meet somebody who just did some craziness. There's like no way I was around you right now.
1: Man, and you encounter so many people in a given day. Like I know, for, like I don't know for sure, but when I was in college, I assume a lot of people were doing shit they weren't supposed to be doing. And of course, like the girls, you know, a lot of them are afraid to to speak out. So it's not like you're gonna hear about it. You know, but I do know there was a lot of people, like, exhibited, like, some crazy-ass behavior.
3: That's why, hey, anybody listening, seriously, if anything happens to you that you don't like, speak up about it. Seriously, women especially. If you know a man is out there just being too flirtatious and, like, too much advances, just speak up. Honestly, Joel got you. I got you. Yeah, sure too. Sure too. And Mike. I got you. I've been there. Like, just speak up, like, for real. Bro. Like I said, like, I've been, like, there's been girls who I don't like who actually, like, push up on me. And Now, mind you, like, I was raised better than them. My mom didn't raise no, like, dickhead. I'm going to be nice. But there's a certain level of, like, all right, now, like, you really forcing me to be a dickhead right now. And that's, like, another annoying thing. Yeah, and
1: if you listen to listened to side with me and, like, Darnell, like, there was a situation where I had somebody, like, that was after me for years, and I, like, turned her down repeatedly. And then I finally, like, gave into it one time. And, you know, maybe that's how, like, a lot of these women are. It's just, like, years of years and years and years of, like, these guys being flirty or forcibly like touching them and stuff like that and then you know you just kind of feel like there's no way out and they end up sleeping with them even if it's like consensual it's like yo like they didn't even really want to do this i barely got really gave him. like if i don't like like seriously even in my
3: younger days like if i don't like your ass i don't like you like get away from me like i don't mm-hmm. want to be around people i can't like First of all, I don't want to be around a lot of people. That's just me. It's not anti-socialness. It's like selective social. I choose. Especially now I'm about to be 30. I get to choose who the hell I want to be around. So, therefore, I don't
1: like to be around like a lot of people.
2: Thanks for choosing me. vip I
1: was about to say, you ain't even 30 yet. So, I don't even know if I'm making a (laughs) 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 card. VIP-ism.
0: VIP-ism. But, yeah, but... But how do you gonna change like pretty much how it's been for like in in, in the shin? It's always like whoever is, like man, whatever, or big, whatever is in charge. You gonna change that in five years? No. Like, isn't yeah, it, it always it, been? It's, it's hard. You know, it's hard. Like, but then like, but, you, know, you know, things. You gotta
1: you gotta be patient with it. It's the same thing. Like one, you know, early in the the episode, where we talk about like Kamala Harris and like the two party system. And I understand the people that are like, man, like, I don't feel like being, you know, I don't feel like this is right. Like, I'm being forced to, like, pick between two people I don't really care for, like, one way or the other or whatever. But, you know, like, you, I think what would need to happen is, like, for one party to, like, collapse. And then I think that's when people would be more um there would be more of a choice or it would be more of a avenue for like third and fourth party and people could like vote you know basically based on their um based on what they 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 deem to be important and what they prioritize but yeah. the point i was trying so to make was them. that the, the it just takes time you can't expect things to change overnight <laughs> but if more people come out and people are being held and um, the people, people being held accountable, like Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, now, like, you know, you have situations like that. But at the same time, like Aziz Ansari, you have situations like that where like some women might misconstrue that as like sexual assault, and it's just like, nah, you just slept with somebody you regretted sleeping with. You know, it happens. Like I said, I I slept with somebody I regretted sleeping with too. So, I probably have a couple. Before. But I, I, I wouldn't
0: say that I personally.
1: What's like, that? Say so that got? No,
3: Jewel. I was listening to Joel. No, nah, I said, I, I, like, he said he's had, uh, what'd you say? You said, like, people like I regret it. Yeah, like, I have more. I have some bodies that I was like, oh God, why did I do
1: that? Why did I do this? It's like half baked. Remember, I've seen a half baked when he was like, with Mary Jane, and he showed a picture of, like, the last person he had sex with before her.
0: <laughs> well, hey, that's the girl that I should have brought up last week, remember? You... The hotties, the hotties from the 90s. That's one of the girls.
1: Oh, yeah. No, man, that list keeps growing for me. Okay. I just It's like I so many people I keep forgetting. Yeah. It was
0: so complicated. There's such a complicated episode to edit. <laughs> I just couldn't. Like, Maya Williams.
1: Maya Williams from In the House. Oh, man. Like, drugs is like... Oh, man. I'm so sorry she got into drugs. But she would, Even
2: more, Voorhees.
1: Uh, yeah. uh, but she just... She
3: has she mental... Like, like crazy crazy crazy. Crazy. Oh, yeah. and she literally I, has, I forgot about
1: like, her,
0: too. Voorhees. She got proud. Damn. I have one last thing to say.
1: You keep <laughs> saying you have one last thing to say. We keep bullshit around it. And now this whole segment is
0: about to be like an hour and like 15 minutes. One hour now. I don't remember afterwards. I'll have to edit it myself. Like, edit in. Shit, I keep
1: forgetting.
0: In our spa, maybe.
1: Oh, yeah, we were supposed to look at the spa.
0: You want a spa? I'm
1: yeah, man. I'm vacation. Seat. I want my feet rubbed. Anywho, final thoughts.
0: No, oh, that's what I was saying, yes. Oh, yeah, go back to the beginning. Of- so, Yusuf Hawkins,
1: we got Kamala Harris, we got WAP, and we got On the Record. So, yeah, so what's yours, Mike? Because you look like you've been sitting on something for, like, a whole, the whole time and we
0: keep throwing you off. All right, so we're going to talk about everything we talked about this week. So, HBO Max, uh, they have a lot of documentaries coming out. And nowadays, you're not going to see a lot of original programming. You're, going to see do- you know, you're not going to see any fiction. You're going to see documentaries. And we talked about Youssef Hawkins' a Storm Over Brooklyn. And we also talked about, on the record, and uh, what do you think about the uh storm over Brooklyn? I don't know what to say. No, I was just gonna wrap mm-hmm. up the show. Off. All
1: right, anyways. So, my final,
0: thoughts,
1: to myself. so my final thoughts, too much. So, my final, some of my final thoughts. Um, Yusuf Hawkins, um, you know, I've said many times on the show that like. You know, you go to Yankee games and you see, like, you know, I don't really, like, talk to anybody but the people that I'm with because, you know, I don't trust, you know, the people around me because I know the area of New York as being, you know, a, a bit racially, you know, a lot racially divided. Um, So I thought it was interesting that, like, one of the prominent pictures that they showed of Yusef was him wearing like a New York Yankees shirt. And then when they showed um, Al Sharpton and his family marching in Bensonhurst, and they had all kinds of different people wearing like Yankee hats and Yankee shirts, you know, um, the Italian people in those in our neighborhood yelling like a whole bunch of like racial epithets at them and, you know, stuff like that. So it just shows you that, you know, that, that racism isn't exclusive to the South. I think the South is a little bit more, in some ways it's actually a little bit easier to navigate because people are a lot more out in the open about their racism. And, you know, if you uh, describe the Yusuf Hawkins murder um, and never gave the date, and never gave the setting, you know, you'd think it, it took place in, in like, Alabama or some shit. And then um, Kamala Harris, like I said, I don't like it. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I just don't mind it. I feel like she's more than equipped to become the vice president of the United States. I feel like Joe Biden made an excellent choice. Uh, You know, I think like they're going to, I'm really excited to see the debates and you know, I don't really feel like I'm resigned to vote for the Democratic party It's just like at the end of the day, this is what we ended up with, and i'm I'm pretty sure like a lot of their ideas and a lot of their thinking and strategy will be um you know brainstormed with like a lot of the people that we saw on stage in the primaries and stuff like that. Kevin um Cory Booker, um Elizabeth Warren, um, all these different people, Bernie Sanders, I think all of them are gonna have like a lot of say in how the Democratic Party is gonna go move going forward and hopefully they're successful come November. Um WAP, you know it's an anthem for for women. Might be an anthem for dudes too. Who know who knows, you know? Maybe. Can't, can't judge, um, but yeah, you know I, I I really like the visual. That goes what I was saying. I don't think people need to lay off. Like if it the song wasn't made for Ben Shapiro, so I don't understand why the hell he would have like an opinion about it. Like there's other things you could spend your time on. Um, and lay off a of Kylie Jenner. Like she's like she's fine. Like she's surgically enhanced, and I would chop down every you know, silicone-infused part of her body. I don't give a shit. I'm proud to say that, right? -hmm. And um, on the record, so Drew Dixon, um, it's terrible. Like, you know, like she, she said, she's a black, you know, black women aren't being heard in the Me Too movement because, you know, it is the idea that, you know, black women have to protect... Black men, but I think we all need to do our part, you know, and she, she said she couldn't really, the only reason, part of the reason why she felt like she was able to do it is because she was like fair skinned and light skinned and that gave her the ability. I mean, not that it gave her the ability, but she felt a lot more able to do it than if, you know, she was probably a dark skinned woman, but you know we, we we in general have to do better and we need to start listening to people like start having a conversation having a, a dialogue like kind of just you know somebody said they're feeling uncomfortable in the workplace you can't just like totally dismiss them
0: right so I'll go back to uh yeah so with uh Yusef Hawkins going back um there was a time in New York City history where you had immigrants coming from Europe and stuff you had you had Hey, let's say it, people come from the South during the, the flight from the South after the uh, farming area uh, era ended. And you can't apply the same things to people that came to New York City as same to people that started the slavery thing in like the, the South, the Mayflower people too in the North and you know, the people in the South and stuff. And it's angry people on all the sides. Like, they're just like really angry people and they just like um, like, like, uh, scared, like scared, like scare whatever. And this the, the tension just rose like so much from like the, the 50s when uh, they all just merged at, at one point. And uh, it's, it was different than uh, just like the South, you were saying like it was like more defined in the South where it's not like white, you know, like uh, the, You knew what you're oh, yeah, the plantation owners and stuff like like, the slave, the poor white slaves, and and poor white people with the slaves and stuff. And it just seems like more black and more black and white like that. But in the city, it's like such a weird dynamic where it's like such an odd, you know, whatever. And uh, it's going to keep going on, like it's going on this this summer, just like weird people coming into the city because the city is. Uh, A mega center of everyone in the world. So it's going to get. It's it's always going to be like that. Where people are going to be coming in there and from different parts of the world and just uh, like a babble thing where it's like you just don't get along, whatever. Uh, On the record, any type of entertainment thing, very very pyramid scheme pyramid style where like they're on top and the way you get by is by doing favors for people. Sometimes it's just being a friend or whatever. Other times it's like more, they take advantage of you in the, the sexual assault and everything and it's just a power power struggle and a po- uh, just abuse of power. And I don't know why people don't understand that's the way it goes in, in like any type of job. Like it's bizarre, you know, people still are shocked that this is happening. It's, you know, People on top you got once you know you don't trust people on top that's a normal thing and um you know it's like you talk about a lot of negative things, and today's a lot of a lot of bad things, but I think we can talk about WAP, it's a good song uh only negative thing I could say is that the left and the right are talking about it and using it as a way to attack the other where it's just a song and and um I'm basically tapping out like I'm like tired of people using a fucking song as like a freaking you know, you know like a thing to talk about for politics and it's so frustrating that we have to talk about it It's annoying, sad song you know That's it uh, angry tired about the you
3: know, the what video as far as I'm concerned, I'm gonna watch it you know. Frequently, I'm probably going to watch it right after this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because the outrage, like, I'm going to be devil's advocate. I could understand when – what's his name, Ben Shapiro? Yeah. I could understand, you know, Ben Shapiro never had in his life, like, a woman who looks as good as Cardi or Meg Meg the Stallion. So I understand how he feels. I'm going to put myself in his shoes and, you know – understand that he can never get that so if he sees it on tv that's something he wants for himself so obviously once he sees that on tv it's not good enough for him because they're showing their bodies to other men and he's oh no that's a no no like as far as i'm concerned that shouldn't be a problem if a woman is comfortable in her body and she wants to show it off show it off that's not any man's you know um right. Yeah, that a man wouldn't have a right, even if she does show her body, for you to have an opinion, especially if it's negative. Especially if it's like, oh, don't show your body. That's that woman's body. You can't control a woman's mind or body. Cut it out, Ben Shapiro. And anybody who really has any offense to that video. Because the video, the, the, the main offenses that they're just showing their bodies is too sexual. Like, well, cut it out. Like, you know damn well. If you had a a wife or a girlfriend and not even like a side chick or something that looked like Cardi or Meg, you'd be happy. So cut it out. He's just upset. And everyone else is just upset because they can't get that. And that's just the bottom line. And as far as the whole, like I said, the song itself, not for me. I like uh, Megan's bars way better than I do Cardi's. But overall, the song's not for me. I like the video and just cut it out. Let those find young women do what they want to do they they're rich they're famous they have money let them enjoy their life and that's it what else we spoke about today um the russell again the russell simmons he just got to go to jail as for like the same thing with bill cosby harvey weinstein anybody else accused of uh rape or any sexual misconduct just send them to jail women too especially if they're abusive like um Johnny Depp's ex-wife, she needs to be in jail. Like, you know? So, Like I said, I'm everybody's inclusive here. Men, women, we all just gotta stop acting like one's better than the other. Honestly, if you're oh, a you you. fucked up male, go to jail. If you're a fucked up female, go to jail. Like that's it. That's just. I go on the
0: same board about like, I mean, But it's hard I think, like you know. Yeah, but then like, there's also like. Every once in a while you'll say one thing and then, then they'll flip it and it's like this you know it's like uh i i think we have a good we're a good little uh sample size of normal men in america yeah uh, I, think, I think it's the same
1: thing like when you talk about WAP and like you know like i bring it back to, to the quote i do recall of ben shapiro is like yeah this is what feminists he reads out the lyrics derisively and then says, like, real um, in a in a patronizing way, Oh, this is what feminists fought for. I was just like, Nah, they didn't fight for you to have, like, what I was supposed to be, or to sing a song about what I was supposed to is They fought for the right to sing. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, to have a song like that and not have, like, a fucking self righteous dickhead like Ben Shapiro have, like, an opinion about it.
2: So that's like his own Instagram. matter of fact, like, we,
1: like, the feminists, like, Cardi B and oh. Mike, the Stalin, probably only the three of us have an opinion about it. Like, they're, they're yeah. not writing that song
0: with us Yeah. In my... hey, guess what? I, I think there's a, I think there's like a, the, the fourth, fourth wave of feminism is like this. But then at the same time, they're saying that don't make, don't, don't support women that act like their pussy is a dick. And that's the song was about them like shoving their whatever in their people's faces. So it's so, there's so many different opinions that our opinions don't mean shit because someone else has another opinion. You know what I mean? So like back, back in the 60s, it was the, the first wave of feminism. Like women don't need to, I mean, women can work. And then they had the second version of, uh, the second wave of feminism, which it was like, don't t- don't look at my body. And then they brought it up again in the 80s and 90s. where were like, look at my body. Now it's like, look at this. So you know, we're just basically three dudes talking about. It. Cause oh, both I think at the end of the day, it's just like, yeah,
3: like we it's just respect should. that like women have the right to talk, talk, talk what they, the they want. They, they want to do right? like that's it's just, just a lot. Like,
1: it's just like <laughs> the abortion thing. If you're pro-choice or pro-life, like I don't think like anybody should tell a woman what the fuck to do. Like it's
3: not a man's business, period, to tell a woman what to do. With yeah, because we can't period. give birth. Exactly.
1: We don't know what it feels like to carry a, a child for like nine months, so if a woman don't want doesn't want to do it, they can. not Like at the same time, like a condom does basically the same thing an abortion does. What are you gonna do? Ban condoms? Like exactly. I are on the same page. Yeah. But it's really like it's, it's
0: the same thing. <laughs> we,
1: yeah, three three quarters of um. The topics we discuss have to do with just women like doing their thing so that's that's fly and even at Youssef one even at Youssef one like remember it all boils down, it, it down to like you know this chick having a party
0: yeah.
1: and her inviting people to come to a party and her ex-boyfriend or some dude that wanted her that couldn't have her you know basically trying to like control her life and by means of like beating up the dudes that she wanted I mean, obviously Yusuf wasn't like one of them. Or, you know, he just yeah. got, you know, wrong place, wrong time. But it, it is just, again, it's it's just like an interesting discussion about um women, you know, women having the right to just do their, do their own thing. You know, it goes hand in hand with like, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. Like you just, we just want to be able to be black and like do our thing too. But um yeah, so this was episode fifteen of Sug Me to Mooney. Um check us out. Episode sixteen will be out soon. Check out the YouTube channel. We got some new videos up on there. Um and yeah. you know our uh, Instagram, me, Suggy M F N B
0: uh JR Ultra. Um uh, yeah, we, we want everyone we want everyone to get involved too, and then if you guys watch our show, and you like it, and you, you listen to our show, we'll, we'll bring you on, and, we'll, and you can be on our show, and we'll talk to you, because like, we, we want more voices. That's the whole point of the show. It's like us to have conversations. So that's, that's the goal for the, you know, that's our, that's our goal.
2: Right. So,
1: Shug Me the Mooney, Shug Me the Mooney, Shug Me the Mooney.